want to be Aragorn when I grow up. He gets all the bitches. <laughs> Welcome to episode 157 of the TriGames.net podcast. We're recording on Saturday at noon, December 19th, uh, 2009. And it's probably going to snow soon in New York, which really sucks. Because I've got somewhere to go, and I won't be able to make it. Because the subway's going to be too flooded, which sucks. Pete's not here, because his computer froze, because he re reformatted it this week, and now there's all types of trouble. So, I'm just going to be your host, Austin, for today, with my co-host, Al, for today. Where's for today. Al? Where's Al? Right. I, there I'm he is. hidden over here. There he Hi. is. There he is. Uh, and Pete may, may join. He may not. It depends on the temperament of his uh, personal computing device. Uh, a suggestion to all you would-be podcasters out there. If you reformat your PC, or if you install new recording software, or anything, just don't podcast, because Giant Bomb and 1UP already have that shit on lock. And I don't know why we do this. Wait, that was snarky. No, just uh, remember to test your shit the day before, because then it might break on you. Uh, like the time that my computer uh, froze in mid-podcast and got rid of the entire file about an hour in. And I think that was like... Some episode between, like, 50 and 110. I forget. I remember that one. But it was within there somewhere. And stuff. Okay, so, yes, we have a, a nice full agenda for you today um, on this lovely snow day that's about to occur, which I don't want uh, to occur. Hell? What'd you do? I didn't do anything, but... Why not? Because I'm sitting here listening to you. But oh. What's funny <laughs> is that um, I'm sitting here looking at the wave. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> what? What? Why? 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 Right, why? Right. I'm, li- I'm looking at the wave, listening to you, and reading the email that says, uh, you know, from from one of our uh, mailbag contributors, and there's a word in there that says drawn, and that word all of a sudden turned into drustin, like D R A U S T I N, and it, oh it had God. your name in yellow, like highlighted in not yellow and orange, as if somebody put it there. Yeah, uh, maybe Pete's fucking with it and he's editing it. But that's weird that he would edit that part. And then it just went away. <laughs> Let's see if this happens. Ah, oh, I just did it. Oh, no. Yeah, but you typed that in here. So. I know. But did you Does it? Ha- did you see it? Drostin on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> well, I got rid of it. But it's there now. Oh, it's there now? Well, that's not me. Anybody who wants to have fun, uh, use Google Wave. It's pretty fun. Um, all right, so, yes, uh... Today we're gonna do uh, as usual. We're gonna go with what you've been what we've been playing. Uh, we're gonna hit uh, the mailbag, which actually all of it is directly tied to our um, game segment, which is formerly known as Gamespiel, which I hated. And so I asked people to write in and, and try to rename it. Um, and I will, you know, I, w- I will show you the results later when we get to it, um, and also unveil the new name, uh, which Al doesn't realize, but he had part way to do with it. Um, and then oh. talk about the main topic, uh, which is called the Terrible Twos. Uh, just to give a brief rundown, we're talking about 
I mean, if you've ever played Mario 2, Zelda 2, Castlevania 2, those are, like, very kind of different sequels from the originals that made the franchises kind of popular. So it's, like, kind of a discussion on how that came to be, I guess. Not how that came to be, but, you know, how we felt about it, uh, the fact that it's not here today, and what games today might actually work if, you know, we introduced a sequel that was different in the same way that those sequels were from their uh, forebears. So, but of course, we're going to start with what you've been playing, and I think I know what Al's been playing because we've been talking all week about it. Al, what have you been playing? Final Fantasy VIII. Final what have you been playing, Pete? Eight. Oh, that's right, you're not here because your computer broke. Al, back to you. Final Fantasy VIII. Yes. Yeah. Been playing yes. Final Fantasy VIII Use all it. week. And where are you right now? I am. My timer is like 31 hours or something like that. I am on just three, and I have the Ragnarok. So I can fly and stuff. So I'm pretty sure I'm near the end of the game because all the cats are out of the bag and stuff. Right. And um, I did the the space scene, which was really touching. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I got Jumbo Cactuar. That was the last thing I did. And he um, he hit Zell with 10,000 needles. which sucked. He killed uh, Quistus with uh, just, like, that stupid thing that makes you fly in the air, and I just didn't heal because I was busy trying to get um, Limit Breaks out. Uh-huh. And so I just, like, Renzo Kukin'd him to death. Over Renzo Kukin! And um, that was pretty fun, because I was hitting him for, like, 10,000 damage each Renzo Kukin, and no one else could do that much damage, so I was just like, whatever. I wanted to see if I could get my final heaven out, but I really don't know how. Uh, with Zell's duel, uh, Rob was telling me about it, and he said that basically it's a, like a redo or a throwback, kind of like a holla to Tifa, because her final limit break is Final Heaven. Does it have big breasts on the limit no, break? No, has nothing to do with breasts. It's a punch. Well, I'm surprised, and I'm actually proud of Square for resisting. Well, it has Go nothing ahead. to do directly with Tifa. It's the no, same I, I realize this. I, I know this. I'm making the connection there because, you know, breasticles are a popular topic amongst us uh, males. They are? A, a, as it was, I, I think, two episodes ago when we talked about Boobatour. Oh, and yeah. And the free DLC. Yeah, but that wasn't like a, a pro booby thing. No, it wasn't, but it was still a topic on breasticles. Mm-hmm. Breasticles, huh? Yes. That's very nasty. Yesticles. Yuck. Stills. Nesticle. Illegal. Emulation. What? Huh? Yeah. Uh, I also finished Mass Effect. Ooh. How many hours? 45. Oh, wow. But I, a lot of it was, like, sitting still hours. So I would probably say <laughs> it's between 40 and 42. <laughs> because, like, I'd have Fa- to get up fall and asleep something. in front of computer hours? No, no, no. Uh, I would get up and do something hours. <laughs> like Moochie? No, no, no. Buddy. <laughs> uh, does, did he even fall asleep? You s- yeah. Uh, to, to to save some face, I won't go into it on this podcast. But yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was pretty good, and uh, I I realized that Mass Effect Two comes out January twenty sixth, but I'm not really sure if I'm gonna just be an early adopter of it because, of course, the game's gonna be expensive. Right. But I maybe well. Uh, is it coming out on the 26th just for platforms? I mean, platforms. Just for consoles, or is it also releasing for PC? It's PC and console. I mean, I'm not getting it. I mean, on that console. date, though, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's collector and standard edition. Okay, so, so it'll be, it'll, I mean, it'll be expensive, but it won't be console expensive. Right, unless EA decides to do the, um... 
Oh. The Activision thing. Oh. Activision charged sixty dollars for Modern Warfare Two on Steam, oh. which is bullshit. But oh. they may not. I mean, EA isn't exactly Activision ish anymore. Anymore, but, yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens. And I'm not getting any pre-orders. I mean, yeah, you get like exclusive in- in-game shit, which is pretty cool. But I, as I'm learning from playing these games without having to get absolutely everything, that you don't need that shit to finish the game. Right. So I'm 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 being easy on all that, and I definitely don't want a box copy of the game because I have no place to put it. <laughs> so I'm definitely yeah. getting it from, from Steam, but I don't want to get it from Steam in like the next weekend. They're like half off. I'm like you fuckers. So yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about Mass Effect for anyone who hasn't played or anything, but it's really good, very much worth playing, and I think that if you were to focus on the mission and doing like a couple side missions and not getting bogged down or being obsessed like I was with doing missions and stuff, you could probably beat the game in about 25 hours. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, um, what I want to know about that is, I've heard from some people, from some people, from top men, that, top um... men. Top men that um, you could potentially beat it in, like, 10 to 15 if you just ran straight through. Yeah, because essentially it's the beginning of the game, which is, like, an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And once you get the, the ship and you're able to explore, you really only have to go to two planets and explore those, and a third planet to do, like, maybe two or two and a half hours worth of stuff, and then to a, a fourth planet to for another, like, hour and a half worth of stuff. <clears throat> And then the finale, which is about an hour or an hour and a half. But that's the, like yeah. if if I finished, like if I wanted to just go straight through the game again, I would probably just do that. But then the, I don't know if I yeah. get from level fifty to sixty that way. Right. The other thing I guess I wanted to know is some people, again, some people, top, top men, men, have said that um, like if you some of the planets, like the side missions that you do get to the point where it's just really generic and if you're kind of obsessive about doing all the planets and you know getting all the side missions you're kind of on there and you're going like well i i kind of did something like this just five five minutes ago uh, why why did they change it up why aren't there different missions or whatever so that again i, I this is what i've heard from some people uh can, is that something that you felt or did you not obsessively go for every single planet or whatnot or oh, yes um I got the achievement for um, completing most of the game, which means I assume most of the side quests. And I know I explored every planet, but not in detail, because there are some certain things that don't come up on the radar or on the scan that come up while you're driving. Oh. But I, I just didn't want to be obsessed with that. Like, there there were three quests. There are fetch quests, basically. One is to pick up um, Asari Writings, where basically as you go along and you scan things, you may wind up getting... A, a writing from a matriarch, and then that gets added to your collection. You I may. think I got that. That's mm. like you had to get ten of those. Uh, then there's one where you have to survey uh, raw materials, like uh, metals, gases, heavy metals, and rare metals or something like that. Mm, heavy and metals. Uh... You do that by visiting planets, planets that you can't land on. You can Some of them can be surveyed, and when you survey them, you can get either, you know, any of these collection quests can come up in those planets. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish that. Although, like, the cool thing about it is that there's more than enough. So technically, like, when I finished the game, I needed one rare, one heavy metal, one light metal. And then I got, like, 
double the amount of gases that they wanted me to get. So basically there's more locations to scan in the game than there are, so it's not like you have to pinpoint and get exactly every single one, because if you miss one, then you're not going to be able to get that collection. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. So, I, you know, I like technically if I wanted to go back into my save file, because I did save a save before I went to finish the game, so I could still explore. Uh, and still go back to Pinnacle Station because I didn't. I finished the main part of Pinnacle Station, but then there's like an advanced part, uh-huh. and I just didn't want to bother with doing that because I really wanted to finish the game. Excuse me. Burp, um, burp, burp, burp. So, basically, <clears throat> the missions that you get are not too variant. Most of it is like, you know, go here and kill these people. Or go here and find out what's going on with this place. Oh shit, you gotta kill people. Or Shoot that motherfucker in the face! Go. Again! <laughs> there are some quests that, uh, I think maybe 10 or 12% of the quests, where <clears throat> you do something other than kill people, but you have the option to kill people if that's what you wanted. Like doing negotiations, um, hostage situations, which is negotiations, um, fetching things, uh, you know, investigating. Uh, there's even a, a quest near the end of the game where you have to um, do a, a like a base defense, where there's there's enemies coming out of a location and come in waves, and there's certain people like AI. Are they parents. zombies? No, they're not zombies. Do you get plants? No, it's not plants versus zombies. Then I'm not interested. No, I'm kidding. I don't what? care. Uh, and then you have an option to Brains. connect your car. I'm coming. Anyway, you have the option to connect your car uh-huh. to the turret, to the generator, so that the turrets can the two turrets that'll automatically track the monsters that are coming out, or monsters, the creatures that are coming out, the zombies, zombies. And if, if you wanted to do that, you could either um, you could either do that, or you could use the the Mako truck to blast them out yourself, but it Marco, would be Marco. easier to just connect it. I said Mako. It's actually Mako. Um, Mako, Mako. You could either connect it to the generator or you can use it yourself. I, I connected the generator easier. Um, and so anyway, that game was really good. And although some of the missions were redundant, I didn't care because <clears throat> I, I just really enjoyed going to different places and um, killing the different types of people that I could kill and basically just doing the good guy thing because I had full Paragon. And... Why don't you shoot that motherfucker in the face instead? Get rid of game! (laughs) Yeah, well, basically, that's not what my goal... Like, my... Whenever I play a game like this, I play... You like to do the good guy? Not that I love to do the good guy. It's just that that's an inherent quality within me. So... Okay. That's that's what I I usually answer the way I want to. Uh Uh-huh. I did do some, like, gangster renegade shit, though. Because Renegade? that was what I thought. When people like got on my face and, and like pissed me off, I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck, you!" Like, there's this one quest where this guy, uh, he becomes like uh, an obsessed fan of yours. But the funny thing is, like, you, I think you do it one way or another. Well, yeah, you can do it one way or another. And he can, he asked me for like uh, an autograph. I gave him an autograph. I was being nice. Yeah, sure, give him an autograph. And then I looked at the quest, and it was like, "Do you think it's cool to not? Do you think it's cool? But like, is it okay to?" to have this guy, like, hanging around you, being such a big fan, do you think that maybe it'll be dangerous? And so I'm like, oh, shit, he's probably going to wind up being, like, obsessed. He's going to do something. You're probably going to have to, like, talk him off a cliff or something at the end because he's so obsessed with you. 
So then one time he was like, oh, Stop man. stalking me, you motherfucker! Wait, this is what happened. He was he got into a situation where he said, Oh, I want to be a soldier just like you. I want to go fight in wars and everything. And then I pushed him against the wall and put my gun in his face and I said, oh, I, thought, <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say I pushed him off the cliff. I'm like, what? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I pushed him against the wall, put the gun in the face, and I was like, is this what you want? Or some stupidness like that. And then he was like, hey, man, you, you don't have to treat me like that. I don't like you anymore. And he, like, ran away. And then that was how the quest ended. I ended it right there, and I got renegade points for that. Because I was like, renegade? what the fuck you want to be like me for? And Bitch. So, you know, and, but what's really funny, I haven't done it, but I thought it would be hilarious every time. Every time you finish a main quest, you have to talk to the council. Uh-huh. When you talk to the council... Uh, a lot of times it's like, they say shit you don't like, and you have the option, literally, you have the option to disconnect the call at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just hang up on them. Just hang up on them. I was just like, like, look, I, I don't, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Just shut the fuck up. No, not even that. It was. Just, it would be like, you know you really shouldn't have done that. Click. And I was like, oh, man, I want to do that. But I really wanted to say something else, too, so I said the other thing. But it was hilarious because you'd see in the, in the dialogue circle in the wheel it would be like oh but that's not right or you guys know better and disconnect <laughs> <laughs> that's great so uh, that that was i love telephones oh uh, and uh before i finish talking about mass effect i want to say yes. that i i did the um the uh asari sex scene blue girl sex okay and it was i don't know what people bugging about it you did not burn any calories i assume no uh no i mean there was like you know butt cheeks in there and you know there was like nothing not even like full breast or anything so i don't understand what people are going crazy about it's just you know it was very artistic it was like a movie like a, a pg-13 right. movie well a, a, a good movie not like a you know what a, a, a exploitate sexploitative type of movie do they have sexploitative pg-13 movies um like, oh, no. if you're comparing this to PG, no, I just what well, you said. It's like a movie. I'm talking about like like a regular movie, not like a porn movie or like something like, like American Pie, like American Pie or Basic Instinct. Right. Well, hmm, Basic Instinct. Huh? Well, anyway. <laughs> no, I was saying. Just I... You're like you're like mm, Basic Instinct, huh? Mm. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it for Mass Effect, and uh, I just to end off this my part of this segment, I bought um, Spirit Tracks and Mario Luigi Bowser Inside Story. I uh, thought I did too, but I don't have Mario and Luigi. I do have Spirit Tracks. How come you didn't? You don't have Mario and Luigi? Maybe it just didn't get put in the same shipment, and which, in which case, Amazon.com. Hey, click on mm-hmm. my account, your account. Well, we'll see what happens, but continue. Okay. Um, I let my wife play. Well, I initially bought Mario Luigi for her to play because she was interested in it and I wanted her to play something. Yeah. But she hasn't really played any games lately. Nope. So, um, she's playing it and then she's complaining that it's too easy. Oh. And she's, she brings up specific points and I'm like, well, you know, I had to explain the whole, uh, they want everybody to finish the game. They don't want people to get frustrated and stop. And then I told her about Super Guide and she was saying that, like, <clears throat> The first time they introduce you to anything, they tell you exactly how to do it, and then they give you a demo. And she's like, well, let me figure it out on my own. And I like that. Hmm? That, that, that makes me proud. What? The... Let me figure it out on my own. Oh, of course. And um, then she was saying that... You should tell her to play pretty. 
<laughs> no. Tell her to play pretty. So I want, I want my PSP easy. in one piece because she'll probably throw that shit out the window, <laughs> not even at the wall. She'll walk up to the window, charge that shit up, and. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, uh, I, I am wondering. I, I want to play Mario and Luigi Bowser Inside Story to see if it's really like that easy because Partners in Time wasn't that easy. It was pretty challenging. But it was still, it was a walk in the park for me. But for her, she was asking me lots of questions. Yeah, I, what I've heard about this is that they really went the whole, let's make a funny-ass story route. Because people kind of didn't like Partners in Time as much as they liked Superstar Sta- Saga. Mm-hmm. And so let's go back to the whole writing a better story and, eh, don't make it so hard. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. people are wusses these days. I also asked her about the story. And she said that the story's okay, but they... They talk too much, and they say a lot of uh, unnecessary stuff. She said that, like, she was trying... She would go to the store and buy something, and then before she leaves the store, the guy would be like, hey, wait, wait, wait. And then they would, like, ask Mario Luigi to do... Or Bowser, actually, I think. They would ask Bowser to do something for him, but they would, like, talk about his dog or some shit. And I was like, well, that's kind of extra. And then that made me think of what you were saying, like, about um, Advanced Boys Days of Ruin. Oh. The, the dialogue in that was... Oh, just, my God. Like, crap. But I don't know. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'll play it, and then I'll, I'll give my own personal opinion on it. But I really want to let our listeners know about her opinion, since she's not exactly right. a gamer. Right. Um, That's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, wait, are you done? Sorry, I was going to uh, say I, I am done, but I just wanted to talk really quickly about what I bought today, um, since this is probably the best place to do it. Uh, yesterday on Facebook... Says you! Says me. Uh, yesterday on Facebook, a friend of mine who I used to work with had put on his profile a uh, sale on Best Buy on a 360 Messenger kit. I don't know if uh, you saw it. Well, is it the little chat pad thingy? Yeah, the chat pad thingy, and it came <laughs> with uh, uh, headphones, Project Gotham Racing 4, Ooh. I think. It, I, let me see if it's 4. Because, uh, you know, Project Gotham Racing 4 is, you know, the the poster boy for messaging, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is Project Gotham Racing 4. I it's do want that, though. The headset, PGR 4, a year of gold and the chat pad. How much? Uh, he said it was on sale for thirty dollars. Whoa! So I was like, "Oh, went to Best dot com, bought it." I said, like, "Bought it." Is it still up? Guess what? It was an error. <laughs> it was an error. I went to the store because <laughs> I, I went to um, you know, pick store pickup and because it wasn't yes. available online. Yes. Uh, it wasn't at the store that I wanted to go to, and then I was thinking, ah, maybe I shouldn't get it. And then I called Best no. Buy late last night and was on yes. hold for like 20 minutes. Yes. And got somebody on the phone, and then they said it was at Regal Park. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can go there. I'll drop Ellen off at her job, go yes. over to Regal Park, and do some Christmas shopping to pick this thing up. Ching, ching, So ching, I go ching, there, ching. and the lady's like, all right, I got to explain this to you. She brought it out. And put it down on the table. And said, "I gotta explain this to you." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> the, like, the reason why the reason why I was already alarmed because I went to the store and I saw an Xbox Live Messenger kit for thirty dollars, and it was just the chat pad and the uh, like one month of Live and the headset. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So then I went to redeem my thing, and I'm like, "If it's not what I want, I'm just gonna return it." Because I'm not going to just be saddled with a, a, an extra headset and a chat pad and spend right. thirty dollars on it. Yeah, uh, so especially she, when the only reason you bought it was because it was going to be a lower price than you expected. Yeah, it was going to be like $70 worth of shit for $30. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, she said, and let me explain this to you. What you bought online 
was actually not the thing that is supposed to be $30. It's something else. And I'm like, I kind of thought that. Um, so she said, well, what we have to do is we have to register it as a purchase, return it, and then uh, purchase this one, the $70 one, at the same price because we made the mistake. And we're only oh, doing it for okay. people who ordered online. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. Definitely. Um, sounds like a plan. So I got all this in one box for $30. Nice. And it says in the corner, save over $20. And I certainly saved over $20. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy about that. You saved $20 by buying this at Best Buy because we fucked up. <laughs> so that's it for me. I would just like to explain that when I said that Al, uh, when I asked if Al lost any calories while watching the uh, the blue sex scene, I wasn't implying anything other than when um, I can't remember what episode it was. It was a while back when Tony was still on because he had a functioning computer. By the way, Tony's computer is just shot to hell. That's mm-hmm. why he hasn't been on in like the last like decade. But when you said that there was a study that showed that if you um, look at titties, yeah, you you burn calories just yep. because of the heart rate thing. I think I brought so, that up. Because, no, uh, I know, I know. You did bring it up. Yeah, I was just saying this is back when Tony was work. on. Right. That's phony. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought when you were talking about the calories. But yeah, we should have cleared it up. Um, um, so all right. You, well, I, before sorry. I go, before I go to my thing, let's bring Pete back on because his computer, he found a workaround to his solution. So we're going to bring him back on the call. And therefore, we'll take a short break. And we're black. Pete's on. What you been playing? Hey, um, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, I, I've been playing Dragon Age and Modern Warfare Two, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all I've been playing. Oh, well, I played some Rock Band, uh, Rock Band Two as well, but Drunken. Um. Yes and no. Because oh. uh, that monthly rock band event happened, so uh, me and my girlfriend went out there and got drunk there and played some rock band. But then I played some rock band at home and had some drinks, but didn't really get drunk. Oh. So, so yes and no. Kids, uh, don't drink unless you're over 21. <laughs> uh, but I don't really have much to say about any of them. Uh, like, what have I done? Modern Warfare 2, more veterans, still fucking hard. Uh, Dragon Age, just, you know, still plugging along, putting many, many hours into that. And loving every minute of it, and the game still looks horrible, but it's awesome fun to play. Uh, and yeah, Rock Band is Rock Band, so that's about it. D- does Dragon Age? Oh, uh, I remember something else. But go ahead, Dragon Age. What? I was gonna ask: Does Dragon Age look horrible from an aesthetic perspective or from a technical perspective? Because I was watching, um, I was watching co-op's episode about um, Dragon Age, and they pretty echoed the same sentiments that it was like ugly. But then they had some parts of it that, like, they said were really impressive looking from a technical perspective, like, like cathedral parts and like big, vast expanses of land that looked good. But it was really like the character art that bugged them out. So is that is that, is that similar to how you feel about it? Um, actually, the big, vast expanses of the land are what I think looks the worst. Really? Huh. Everything's like. Oh wait, what are you playing it on? Three sixty? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, I think they were talking about the PC version. Maybe, yeah, because I mean, in the version I'm playing, everything looks flat and ugly and, like, not very detailed, and I think I brought this up before about how, like, I thought Oblivion, which is like a, like a four-five-year-old right, yeah. game now at this point, like, its environment looks gorgeous. 
Right. And I bet you it still holds up, and it probably still looks better than Dragon Age. Um, like I know Dragon Age is going for this like uh, you know, uh, low fantasy or whatever, and it's like real gritty, dark fantasy or whatever. But um, I think uh, I was I've been trying to catch up on my Penny Arcade because I've been like uh, about a month behind. Um, and yeah, me too. One, one one of the last things I read was uh, I think it was Gabe or somebody was actually talking about how. You know, they when they play, or maybe it was like I don't know, I don't know, but either one of them, one of them was saying how, how when they play these games, they want to they play to uh, like see new environments and like that's one of the reasons that keeps pushing them forward in the game. Oh, it was definitely Gabe who said this because uh, he was talking about using WoW as an example. It's like you know one of the main things about like especially with MMOs is that when you plug through all this crap to get to the new environments and see the next beautiful place. And the problem with Dragon Age is that there is no next. There is no place. beautiful place because it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, Gosh, it is ugly. It's a testament testament to how great the story and the gameplay mechanics are uh-huh. that I keep playing because I am one of people that likes to do that, especially with MMOs and types of and RPGs and things like that. Where like I like to see the next location. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to look forward to visually. It's just uh, I I'm plugging away to get the rest of the story and because I'm enjoying the game. Right. I, yeah, I, I I do think that they were talking about the PC version then because I I think um now that I'm trying to uh, remember what they were saying in the back of my head, I think someone mentioned that like uh I think someone mentioned that directly. They're like, if you're going to play this game, the PC ver- it, for for the visuals, the PC version is the one to get, but it's still ugly because of the art design. <laughs> so, yeah. well, what were you go oh about? What was the? Oh, because I remember that I did play another game. Oh, <gasps> I. <laughs> I played some Lord of the Rings Conquest with my girlfriend. Um, the game is not good. Let's just say. Now, that. what is that? Because I've heard it, a lot about, like, I've heard it mentioned a lot, but I, I forget exactly what kind of game it is. It's a battlefront game, you know, start oh. uh, but set in the Lord of the Rings universe. So you start out the game, you pick a class, uh, and then you, you know, start a spawn, a spawn point, and you push forward into waves of enemies and uh, try to progress through the. Um, whatever the levels uh, checkpoints are. So, for instance, um, like one of the first levels is a battle at Helm's Deep or whatever. And so mm. you start off defending the uh, the castle wall there, uh, well, the the fortress wall, whatever, from the encroaching Orakai. Uh, oh. and uh, top men. So, uh, so you you stop that, and then it's like, okay, now you gotta run over to this point and you know defend this point, and then uh, oh. They're, they're overrunning us anyway. Like there's no way to stop that like set piece. So then you got to fall back inside the inside Helm's Deep and protect the king or something like that. Um, so it's kind of like one of those type of games. And it's like I really like the Battlefront games. I actually thought those were enjoyable games, especially on the PC. Um, this game is semi enjoyable, but the mechanic. I don't know why. It just maybe it's because it's not a shooter. Like Battlefront was a shooter, and this is just a uh, like. Hack and, Hack and slash, yeah. Yeah, so it it just feels really clunky and clumsy, and uh, you just kind of wade into a group of enemies and mash on buttons and hope you're you know doing the right thing. And uh, there are constant deaths and pretty much un- which are pretty much unavoidable. So you uh, eat up lives uh, really quickly. And we we I, I I bought it because she's way into Lord of the Rings and she also like she also likes the Battlefront games. So um. I got it kind of for her, and so uh, she wanted to play co-op, so I, I decided to do it. And she looked like she was having a good time with it just because she's way into that fiction and everything. But as a game, I was just like, eh, I'd rather be playing Battlefront or just something else altogether. <laughs> Is this also a Pandemic game, the, the, the now-defunct Pandemic? 
Hang on, I have the box right here. Let me look. It's, it's on the bottom of all my other games, but hang on a second. <laughs> dig, uh, dig, yes, dig. it is Pandemic. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So sad. So sad. But, I mean, if you're into Lord of the Rings and you just want to, like, you know, keep living out those fantasies of being part of that universe, I guess it's an adequate game. I want to be Aragorn when I grow up. He gets all the bitches. <laughs> you got mad because I kept... In in the Battle for Helm's Deep, uh, you uh, cause you, in those games, if you I guess if you get enough kills or you play well enough, you get to, you can have the chance of spawning as a hero class. And uh, so I, I was the first one to get that, and it was uh, Aragorn, and I kept calling him Aragon. And she's getting <laughs> about that. Aragon gets all the bitches. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? What? Darren, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. No, we we have um, <clears throat> we have this friend who whenever uh, well okay so we're watching Twenty Four and um, there's this character Aaron Pierce um, who's been in the uh, on the show from the beginning. I'm not I'm not going to tell listeners who haven't seen the show whether or not he survives through the current season. But this is the first season we're watching and uh, we liked him. We we thought he was a cool character. So when he finally comes back and and uh, uh, later in the in the season and does something. Um, and that something could be important, it might not be important, but just the fact that he appeared on the screen, one of our friends who is notorious for getting names and such incorrect, like, uh, he called Lil Wayne, Young Wayne, okay, he, uh, <laughs> da- Aaron, you know, makes an appearance, and he goes, Darren, Darren, and we're all like, Deepak, it's Aaron, oh, Aaron, Aaron, that, that's all, that's all it really is, Aragon, Aragon, Aragorn, gets all the bitches. I don't know if you saw us, but I typed "oh" in the. Uh, yeah, you did. He did type "oh" for sure. Because I forgot did. something kind of important. Um, what did you forget? Like, what did you forget? What did you forget? What did you forget? It feels like it's been like two weeks since we recorded, even though it's only been one. And I guess I just don't remember stuff even just a week ago. But uh, we, uh, me and my girlfriend, played Super Mario Brothers Week. New Super Mario Brothers Week. Yeah. Awesome. Um, for a prolonged amount of time, or just kind of like at a kiosk, or what? Oh uh, no, we have it. Uh, oh, you own it now. Ah. Yeah. Uh. So we uh we played through the first world, um, which I was really enjoying that game and what are you whistling? The the, the, the world the Super Mario Brothers theme for that game. Oh, it sounded like you were whistling the giant bomb did break. No, 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 no. Anyway, no. uh so we played through the first world and I was really enjoying it. Um, but I guess after that she was just kinda like done she was like, I, I don't wanna get played out on this. Um so, uh, but you can like fucking like, like knock each other into pits and steal their yeah, mushrooms and we weren't really and, doing much of that and actually. shrink each other. I I, I guess uh, it's a matter of how many people, and the type of people you have playing because her and I were actually like trying to work together and not like purposely fucking each other over. Oh, uh, so like it was just kind of smooth but slow progress. Like we kept almost running out of time on levels. Um. Whereas I guess if you you know if you have four people it's just kind of like madcap mayhem and everyone trying to get everything and whatnot. But like I mean when we get power up we'd be like all right you get that power up I'll get this one and like you know trying to no you won't because I'm gonna grab two of them and you can't have it. <laughs> yeah, see we weren't playing like that. Oh, uh, I mean as a Mario game it seems fun. Uh, I have to play through a bunch more of it obviously before I can compare it to like we you know we talked about New Super Mario Brothers for the DS last week uh, and I'm not sure how this compares to it. Um, it plus it's like, it is an t- entirely different experience just playing with somebody else, because 
I'm like I, obviously like I said, we're playing slow and, and steady, which is much different than I would play a Mario game if I was playing by myself. I kind of like try to book it through levels and uh, yeah, like I, it's just a different play experience playing one of these games with um with uh with, with I'm sorry, that's just interesting. Let's, I have nothing else to say about Mario yet. So <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it's a good Mario game, seems like, and uh, I'll, I'll talk more about it once we play more. Um, now, what's the Steam equals fuck Xbox? <laughs> Read no, the thing above it. it Al found uh, KOTOR um, for $115.56. New. New on Xbox. <laughs> and so I said, you can get that on Steam, so fuck Xbox. I Therefore, know. Steam equals fuck Xbox. Yeah. KOTOR is not available on the uh, download thing on the Xbox? I don't think so. Or whatever? No, I thought it was. I don't know. I, I was actually just there, probably find out, but I don't care. I okay. PC. I don't care. All right. Well, at I'm all. I'm definitely done with what I've been playing. So oh whoever hasn't gone, go. Oh that guy, no. go. That guy. What is the void? I'm looking at this on Steam. Sorry. The okay. Void? The hey, void. What Steam weekend deals did people miss? Torchlight. Let's see. $10. You missed Torchlight for ten bucks. <laughs> oh man! Wait, that's actually on right now. Yes. Yep. You should oh. go buy it now. Uh, if it was multiplayer, I would buy it. <laughs> wait, 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 make know. that noise again? Uh, that's, that's my, I'm the same thing, Al. Like, uh, it, I, that's the one thing that's stopping me from, from like, just jumping right on it is the fact that it's not multiplayer. Um, and, like, I don't know how much I'd play that game by myself, like, especially since I have Dragon Age. Like, uh, I'll it. tell you this Mad much, though. It's and awesome, but I don't know if it's worth it. But um, Team Fortress 2 is also 10 bucks. Sorry, go ahead. The uh, Torchlight now has 60 Steam achievements, and it has Steam Cloud support. But I don't think you'd be playing it on multiple um, platforms. But if you were, because it apparently is very laptop-friendly, um, you could take advantage of Steam Cloud, too. Yeah. Speak of the devil, Knights of the Old Republic is how much on Steam? Ten bucks! Steam equals the fuck Xbox. Okay. Maybe that was a deal I saw once. Ah. Uh, that was probably an actual weekend deal when it was like half off for five, for ten bucks. Now it's five. It's now regular at ten, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but what I have been playing, uh, I have been following Al's footsteps in the Final Fantasy VIII Brigade. Um, and I think I think at some point we may have a uh, erstwhile game spiel segment on that. And I say erstwhile because again, game spiel is no longer the name. We have a name. Um, Let me ask you guys: Are you guys playing it on an actual PS2 with the discs, or are you playing it like that's not available PSN store, right? It just came available yeah. yesterday uh, or two days ago, and Thursday. I got. It. See, I was playing it on disc, uh, and it was really annoying because I had to cart my PlayStation around with me to work. Um, but, but, but when it came <laughs> out on PSN, I was like. Fuck these six hours of progress I put into it. I'm starting over from the beginning because I I'm sorry I don't want to put up with all the all the bullshit. So how much um, is it on PSN? Uh, ten bucks. I wonder if I should give that game another shot. Um, well, if I didn't like it, if I hated it my first time playthrough when I was you know younger, do you think I would still hate it now? It depends on why exactly you hated it, and I I mean I guess this is kind of a conversation that we might want to save for. Well, we kind feature... of talked about it before with the whole, like, you know, Guardian forcing That's your true. way through it, and, like, I wasn't into the story, and I guess I, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I was just young and stupid back then. Young, dumb, and full of No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll like, <laughs> <laughs> you young, dumb, and just don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> no, I um. Okay, so Al, you said you actually ended up enjoying it so far. Yeah, and uh, mainly it's because when you go from a gameplay standpoint, I am actually playing the game a lot more strategically as opposed to um, uh, as opposed to just guarding trying to beat it, right? Yeah. You know, like I'm actually using attacks more. I don't, I hardly even use Guardian Force. Uh, I don't even use magic. I basically just junction like, it. Use my junctions and power my characters that way. I have your squall fit out for attack. I have somebody fit out for HP, but I don't really use it because nobody gets hit. But when I do get to the point where somebody's gonna get hit, I'm probably gonna set them up for HP and put on cover and stuff like that so I take hits for people and have somebody heal. So basically, right. it's all, you know, like MMO, damage dealer, tank, and healer. Right. And, and I think that's kind of the, the beauty of the game, and this is why a lot of people like it so much. It, you, you go into it, well, okay, so, so mindset, my mindset going into the Final Fantasy games, okay, uh, since, since forever, was I go into it, I want to get through it, I want to be strong, and I want to beat it. That's it. I never really took a lot of time to explore a lot of the depths of Final Fantasy VIII, because I'm used to... Okay, so so starting with Final Fantasy IV, which is my first core Final Fantasy game, I played Final Fantasy Legend on the Game Boy, uh, but that's not really a Final Fantasy game. I'm not going to count that. Right. But, so, Final Fantasy IV, okay, had no system. It was z- There was zero system in it. Yeah, it, was it introduced just a, um... It introduced active time battles. It was all about just, okay, power your guys up and, and just, you know, learn how to use the right spells and the right techniques to beat these bosses and get through the game um, and explore these worlds, and that's it. Final Fantasy V, which I never played until, you know, obviously because it never came into the States, unless, you know, you want to count illegal people or Japanese people, which I was neither because I don't know any Japanese until high school and I couldn't play it until I learned Japanese, but what? Um, no, I still couldn't <laughs> play it when I learned Japanese because my Japanese isn't that good. But um, Final Fantasy VI rolls around and the system there is uh, espers, right? So you're learning uh, spells by equipping espers. And that wasn't really difficult to grasp. It's just basically know what you want on this character and equip it. And, oh, also there are these relics which kind of, you know, can enhance you in certain ways. So if you mix and match certain things, you might be able to do eight hits in one shot, which is kind of awesome, right? Yeah. And then Final Fantasy VII comes along. is like Materia. Okay, Materia grows with you, so you want to keep track of the same thing. Um, but, again, it's basically kind of a here's what it gives you. Put it on and go. Now, eight comes around. And it's like, well, each statistic, your strength, your spirit, your magic, your, 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 um, your defense, everything else, your elemental abilities that are linked to your uh, attacks or armor or whatnot can be junctioned to every single spell in the game. And, oh, by the way, these guardian forces that you equip on you, it's not just that they give you shit. They also level up, and they also learn stuff, and you have to set what they learn. And then you have to do all this stuff to junction your magic to your guy. And then you can't junction anything unless you have a guardian force. Going. And you've got to do all this stuff to customize your guy. And then you, it, it, it goes really deep, and you can kind of do it in a way where you're like, okay, well, I'm Al. I'm not even going to use magic. Or you could be like, all right, well, I'm going to go through the game just by spamming the Guardian Forces. Or I'm going to go through the game and, like, I-, I don't know, play it like I would a normal Final Fantasy game. I'm mixing up regular attacks, summons, and magic, you know. And, and it's it's funny because, like, on my blog, on the GameSpot blog and Giant Bomb blogs that I've been posting, people are just like, well, you should do this, that, and the other thing. And other people are like, well, you should do this. And I'm like, there's so many different ways that you can play this game that 
it's all about how you choose to go about it. And I, when, I think for all of us, when we were pl- first playing it starting out, and I think when it came out, all of us were in college by that point. So we were not like young and like super young and stupid. We were just kind of young and stupid. Um, but like uh, my whole thing was, all right, I'm going to play it like any other Final Fantasy game and just take what they give me and just go through it. They gave me Guardian Forces. I'm going to use them. They, they say the Guardian Forces take place of your HP so that when you get hit, you're not really dying. It's the Guardian Force that's dying. And the Guardian Force hit points get recovered when you walk around. So if you're careful enough, you're basically invincible. Oh, I'm just going to summon Guardian Forces the, the whole time. I mean, yeah, shit. It's kind of like what Pete said about the replay button in, in um, what was it, uh, 4 to 3? Yeah. It's there. I'm going to use it, right? So, you know, I did it. And then by the end of Disc 3, I'm just kind of like, <sighs> how much time have I sat here? Watching Shiva get naked and then throw ice. How much time did I? In, I shit, enough of this. I'm gonna go play Knockout Kings 2000. <laughs> Knockout Kings, which was a terrible game, by the way. Nowhere near as good as the Fight Night games end up being. So, but you know, so it, it's kind of that. So, if you buy it again and you choose to say, okay, you know what? Let me not really think about spamming Guardian Forces. Let me actually try to get into this system and get involved. I think you will enjoy it. The same things that bothered you before outside of the Guardian Forces will still bother you, I think. They're still bothering me. Kind of the the, the, um, the length of the summons, because I still use the summons. Um, the tedium of drawing, um, that still bothers me. But... A lot of it's kind of mitigated by the fact that I'm not sitting there watching summons the whole time, getting up, making lemonade in a sandwich, and going to get in the tan on the beach, coming back, and it's still not over. Um, and don't talk to me about GF Boost. I don't care if you can mash the buttons to make it stronger. The fact that I have to mash the buttons to make it stronger for like 78 seconds is annoying. But, it is um, very annoying. And yeah. on, on top of that, the I mean, I haven't really, you know, like I said, I don't play with um, Guardian Forces like you know, I don't rely on them. I don't even really use them because, like, if I get to a point where uh, I use a Guardian Force against an enemy, say, I use Shiva against somebody who's weak to ice, I have the potential of doing, say, hmm, 2,600 damage maybe. But uh-huh. in that same time frame, I could just cast haste on Squall and do probably 8,000 damage. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So, and, and, and I guess that's what happens when you pay attention to junctioning and you're like, all right, I'm going to actually do this for real. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get that stuff out of it where you, you're not sitting there just watching the summons like we did way back in college. It was like, uh, it's a summon and I beat the boss, but it took me like five hours because it was like I was watching a movie. And actually, I did watch a movie while I was watching this happen. So, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I guess this is going to come up with God of War when we talk about it. it it's the same thing. It, it, it all depends on how you approach the game. There's some games where no matter how you approach it, they just suck, right? They, they, they just don't do it right. And I think for me, Final Fantasy VIII is, is not one of those games. Uh, I hated it because it allowed me to spam Guardian Forces. And made me. And, and as a result, I sat there and watched it. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't find a way to, to see it from another angle. That's exactly why I'm playing it again. Because every time I read about, like, I, I would go back every once in a while on Wikipedia and just, you know read about the old Final Fantasy games, because it's one of the franchises that I like a lot, you know? So I just read about them and just, like, kind of relive some of the memories and stuff, and I'd always read about Chucky, and I'm like, you know what? This sounds like a really cool system, and it really is a cool system. I just never bothered with it, because I always put it on auto when I was fine. So it's like, why should I bother with it if I don't have to? But, like, maybe I should try bothering it just for the hell of it, you know, just to kind of... Because 
I think I mentioned this before. Like, um, like sometimes I play games not to just go through and beat them, like I usually do with Final Fantasy games. But like sometimes I just play them to, to I, I guess to study them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I sat through about ten hours of Mystic Quest before I threw up my hands. I was like, this game is garbage. Man, I actually finished that game. But, you know, you could be yeah. the last boss with a, uh, a a Phoenix down. Well, not a Phoenix down, but you know, you can kill the last boss with a revival item because it's undead. That's funny. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm gonna bring your rise from your grave. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I played that for ten hours knowing that it sucked. Knowing that I hated it after the first three hours, but I wanted to see, like, why did they choose to do the game this way? Why did they make this game in the first place? And I know why. And, and like, like, what, what in playing through it, what kind of people would actually like this game? And, like, all my friends sitting there going, like, why are you wasting your time on that? Play Final Fantasy Tactics instead. It's a much better game. I'm like, I know it's a much better game. That's kind of why I'm playing this, because I want to find out why it's so bad and why people bother wasting their time in it. So if, if, you, if you just want to play the game as, it, as they give it to you, and you don't want to really, like, it, it, you really just want to, you know, take it for what it is and, 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 and not, not, not take it for what it is, but take it for, for, for what you want to get out of it, then don't rebuy it because you're going to hate it again. Oh, I was going to say I think that um uh I think that you should play the game and go straight through it because if you try and like grind then you make the game more difficult for you later on and then if you try and look in every nook and cranny you're going to wind up wasting time because it, it there's the hidden stuff you really only need move find to like really find hidden stuff. And then, if you're walking around places, if you don't have encounter none, then it's gonna take forever to get from one place to another. Well, what I what I mean by that is not like you know sit there and find everything, but you know start playing it, and and you come upon the realization that yes, I can summon guardian forces every single time, kill these enemies, and not really get hurt, and these guys heal by themselves. So basically, all I have to do to win the game is summon guardian forces for for a majority of the game. Oh well, if you, yeah, if but you're playing, you, you know, uh, choose to not do that. Choose to say, I could do this, but let me try out this other system because that's where the fun lies. Or if all you really want to do is experience the story, then I don't think you're going to hate the game because I actually, I actually played it that as far as I did back in the day. As much as I disliked the gameplay, I played it for the story. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a, a rarity for me because I usually am just like, well, I shouldn't say it's a rarity for me because like I ended up stopping playing the game exactly because of how I look at games. I play it for the gameplay for a story second, and so that's when it kind of became overbearing for me by the third disc. But I'm uh, like, I still made it that far for the story. So if you're gonna play it for the story, then you're fine. If you're gonna play it to experience the gameplay, but you're not gonna, but you don't have the time or the patience, which is t- perfectly understandable, to 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 get into it, then you probably shouldn't play it because it's gonna have the same annoyances as, uh, as before. And I'm not just talking to you, Pete, but anybody else who's kind of out there thinking like, well, I hated this game, but may- maybe I should go back and try it. You know, I, I, I no, you're telling the truth. I, I mean, no I, I will say, yeah. I will say that for me, any game that has some modicum of intrigue deserves to be given a second shot, even if you hate it. Like I'm trying to think of things that I kind of disliked or didn't like as much as I thought I would. So Shadow of the Colossus being one of them, I felt that that was such a such a, a, a it was a fantastic tale. It was 
it, it, I don't know. It was just so well made from a production standpoint, but from a hey, let's shove this onto the PS2 and make people play it. I was a little bit eh. I I, I you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the gameplay concepts of you know just tackling these big bosses was awesome, but like everything in between, and then the frame rate. And then some of the jankiness of, of, of how he controlled, sometimes, like, sometimes he was fine, sometimes he was janky. Mm. We're just like, all right, well, I, I, but, you know, I, I, I saw the, the stuff that made it what it is and that make people like this game. And so I definitely planned someday within, you know, I don't know, maybe the, the, the next couple of, you know, the next couple of years, I'll go back to it and just be like, all right, you know, I know what I'm getting into. I know that I can't stand these controls. Put that aside and just focus on the art, focus on the story, focus on just kind of the emotions that they're trying to evoke out of you. Because really, that's what that's what the what the what the eco series is all about. You know that that kind of that pull. Less so much the gameplay because a lot of people I talked to were like uh, eco was the most boring thing I've ever played, and I'm like really <laughs> interesting because I've never played it, Me so I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that that this has turned from what I've been playing into soapbox. So I'll stop now. I got one last question about the Final Fantasy games. In the yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. How how is the emulation on like seven and eight? Because I've heard seven was emulation was bad. Uh, I am. How far am I in seven? I did the initial train uh, bombing mission. Uh, I haven't stepped outside of. Um, I haven't stepped outside for the second. Um, um, Avalanche mission. So basically, I'm still within the first hour. Okay. I haven't, I have not experienced anything that would make me hurl. Okay. I don't, I don't. What kind of emulation problems have you heard? Um, I don't know. It's just on different podcasts and stuff about like I, I remember, I can't remember who it was exactly, but I remember one specific person talking about how like they found it uh, hard to play on the PlayStation, and then they put it on their PSP and found it even like like hard, like impossible to play on their PSP. But really, you, didn't you, uh, Al? Did you play it on PSP or? Yeah, but I um <clears throat> did some stuff with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so nasty. Just, just, just to to clarify, sorry, I own the original PlayStation game. Okay, played it on my PSP. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, Austin, you'll have to let me know more about that when you get further in, because like those are games I would like to purchase, and I know it's gonna be a lost cause, but uh, my girlfriend has never played a Final Fantasy game. So I'm gonna be the one to try to like start her on these games like seven. I, I've obviously I should start her with uh, you know three, but uh, that's a little bit harder to. Well, I guess what? Not harder, she started five. with three. No, three? I should start her with three. Oh, I would say you started with ten. Really? See, because... I think t- no. I hate I hate ten probably about as much as I hate eight. And really, I, I have to. I like ten. I I, 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 I I like on people. I try to tolerate ten. Let's, let's talk about. I'm curious to hear that. Let's talk about that in a bit, just because like it's been so long since we visited that. Because I, I kind of forgot why. But to go back to the emulation thing, like, why do they say hard to play? Is it a controls thing? Is it a graphics thing? Like I said, what? Honestly, I can't remember what it was. I just heard it in passing on a podcast, and like I didn't really pay much credence to it because I didn't know if I was ever going to buy it. But now that I've been hearing you guys talk about it a lot, I've been kind of considering <clears> getting seven. And now that I know eight's up there too. I might get both. But I honestly don't remember the specifics of why they said that the emulation was bad. I just remember hearing like at least one person on a podcast that I listen to frequently complain about emulation on the PSN and PSP for the Final Fantasy games. I ha- like again, I haven't seen anything with s- with seven, with eight. 
I haven't seen anything yet either. Um, I I will say that the one thing that makes it a little bit difficult is that when eight came out, um, they they let you use the analog stick because that's where um, that's when the Dual Shock had already been out. Um, and I liked using the analog stick to move around, and because you kind of don't have shoulder buttons, not even kind of, you don't have a second set of shoulder buttons on the PSP, you right. have to substitute the D-pad or the analog nub for it. And I tried playing it with the analog nub because, like I said, I like movement around the world with the analog nub, but it made it kind of a little bit hard to make pinpoint precision menu choices because of its analog nature. Like, you might press up, but you might nudge it to the right by accident. You know, right. so then I had to change it back to the D-pad, and I really don't like playing eight with the D-pad. Like I don't like moving around, but I had to, I had to, you know, make that sacrifice to make my battles more efficient. Um, but that, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with the emulation. That has to do with the, you know, PSP's form factor. So, right. Um, that's just one hurdle that I'd warn about. But otherwise, so far the emulation is fine. I, I haven't experienced anything with it. Um, Al, you did mention something about like if you change the disc loading speed to fast on the PSP. Like it messes up. Like no, there's a bug in oh um, okay my particular version of Final Fantasy VIII <clears throat> that um, <laughs> late in the game there is an event that occurs and an FMV plays once the FMV oh. is over you lose control of Squall. So in order to bypass that, you have to set the disc speed to fast. But for my version, everything else has been fine up until that point, which is really good because uh, you know, when I first started playing with it and getting Final Fantasy VIII to work on my PSP, uh, you couldn't draw without the game crashing. Mm. Like, the game would crash if you drew, the game would crash if you casted magic, and it was it was terrible. I mean, it, it I, I was hoping that they would come out with a version for um, PSN, but they took too long. So, right. Yeah. So now you're almost done anyway. So it's really yeah. Matter. I'm almost done yeah. game anyway. So ten. What was wrong with ten for you guys? Pete first. Um, I think I, uh, I got. I can't remember. I I know I didn't like the voice acting first of all. <laughs> uh, especially what was his name? Was his name Waka? Uh, <laughs> hey, Titus, you want to play this part with my ass? Hey. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I felt like for some. I felt like that game was a lot more linear than most Final Fantasy games. Mm, like, okay. Definitely it's linear for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I basically did everything in that game. I know I got all the ultimate weapons and, like, uh, did whatever the extra stuff. Well, I can't remember now because it's been so long since I played that game. But I think I just didn't like it in the same way that I didn't like Final Fantasy VIII. Although Final Fantasy VIII was a little bit better in this regard, whereas, like, um, like Final Fantasy VII felt very epic and uh, fantastical. I don't know. Uh, Ugh, like... Convoluted. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, feel of Final Fantasy storyline and stuff. And or not eight. I'm sorry, seven. And then eight felt like it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like instead of going for epic vastness in the world and everything, it felt like it was like trying to be um, more personal. I guess like it felt like it was going more um, sci-fi or something. I don't know if I want to say sci-fi, but like uh, it's quasi sci-fi. Yeah, because of the the whole like timeline stuff. The yeah, it was stuff. like more sci-fi than eight, in in my opinion. Really? I mean, Seven's underlying story maybe, but like in terms of your adventures through the world, like 
it felt more like almost fantasy based, especially once you got out of Midgar. Well, that was the um, thing. Midgar was like the most sci fi thing in the game. Right. Um, um, then once you get out of Midgar, yeah, it was it was more fantasy. Like the, I think that was the thing is that once you got out of Midgar, uh, seven kind of harked back. Like it kind of like it went back to Final Fantasy roots and like traveling the world and stuff like that. Um, whereas eight was definitely like this this structured storyline through this world. Uh, and I mean, you had yeah, you had the overworld and everything, but I don't know. It just <sighs> I'm trying to figure because I'm trying to work my way up to ten. Anyway, I liked Final Fantasy seven. Well, I really loved Final Fantasy seven. I didn't like eight. I also really liked, if not loved, Final Fantasy IX, because IX felt more akin to something like how Seven was, even though its story is kind of like like sci-fi and stuff in a way, too, because of the whole, like, planets and... Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ten came along, and Ten just felt very... Uh, man, I would, if you'd asked me this right after I played it, I probably would have given you a really good answer for why I didn't like Because as soon as I ended it, I was like, wow, this is like... I did not like this game. Um, but now that so much time has passed, I really can't remember exactly how I felt when I finished it. All I know is that I didn't enjoy the story, I didn't enjoy the characters, I felt like I was just kind of on a... Uh, Titus! <laughs> I felt like I was kind of on a uh, RPG on rails, in a sense. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, and then Al, um, uh, before I even go first. ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, you second. You know, me second. My biggest issue with Final Fantasy X is that it did not compel me to play it. Uh, that that is explained by the fact that I believe that that was one of the games I bought before I even got my PlayStation Two. Like I bought okay. like four games before I bought my PlayStation Two, and that game I started playing, and I was kind of into it. But the, the battle system was you know traditional, and I, I was okay with that. The uh, progression, the skill progression with the uh, I forget what it's called, Sphere Grid. Yeah, the Sphere Grid. Yeah, it's very good. Leaves a little bit to be desired for me. See, I like that. That's why, like, whenever Tony and you and I would like debate it, like, like bring that up, and you two would be like, "Uh," and I'd be like, "Yeah," like I, I don't mind it. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, I would probably have to give it a Final Fantasy VIII treatment, but that's yeah. the problem. The problem with me in Final Fantasy X is that first off, I it's at home, and I don't yeah. really have much of an opportunity to play it like I do with eight. Um. And second... They should come out with a portable PSP, Titus! <laughs> a PS2, sorry, not PSP. PSP is portable. <laughs> portable PS2. <laughs> Shit, whoops. Um, and the second thing is that I'm, I already have a save file, like 20-something hours into the game. Right, so right. So do I really want... I, I remember the story pretty much well enough that I could probably just pick it up because it's so linear at this point. It's not even at a point where like, I have to think about where I have to go. I just have to go or maybe just look up a fact for the location I'm at and find out where I'm supposed to go next. But that those are the two reasons why I don't want to restart the game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but at the point that I'm at, it's like the story hasn't really hooked me. Uh, then there's certain things that I feel like I don't want to do that they, you know, like for example, Blizzball. I, I don't want to play Blizzball at all, but that's the exact same thing as I don't want to play Triple Triad at all. Right. And, right. I, you know, when I play fucking Final Fantasy, I want to play Final Fantasy. I want to play a goddamn Blizzball or Triple Triad. Hey, or... I like Tetramaster in 9. Agreed. I, I like For that, For some too. reason, I actually played Tetramaster. And, I mean, granted, there was a point in the game where you had to play Tetramaster. Yeah. But I guess Tetramaster is easier to play than Triple Triad. And I think that that yeah. could be the reason why, like, you were more capable of winning in, in 
Tetra Master than you were in Triple Triad. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? I, I, after after discussing this for however long, I think we found our next uh, not game spiel topic. Final <laughs> Fantasy franchise. Hey, let's go. Hey, um, I'm, I'm, I'm I think cool, we should man. we should do it next week. Uh, people send in your questions. Well, two weeks. Well, we we, we should two weeks. That's right, because of vacation. But uh, we should um. We should choose an era because to to, to do the whole franchise would be, yeah. So, well, so we just do it in order. We can make it like a three week, uh, three or four. Sure, thing. we'll do it one, two, next three, week. We'll start. Six, well, Pete, have you, Pete, have you played one through three? Um, yes. Uh, or maybe not two. I know I played the first one. And I definitely played three, but I'm bad at these look back things because I have bad memory. Too bad. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> do one through three next. I know uh, next episode. Though. I've never made a pass like once the. Uh, once the world, uh, you know, and I never made it further. Wait, wait, wait. Th- uh, I'm talking about three, the three, original three, three. Like the DS one. Oh, no. Oh, then we can't do it. All right, then we'll start off with the uh, 16-bit era. Four through six? Yep. Did you play five? Um, I'm deep enough into it to talk about it. Deep. Me? Uh, no. I've played one, maybe two, and then if we're, you know, counting out the actual things, and then the next one will be six. When you say maybe two, do you mean maybe the uh, the two that came out on Game Boy Advance slash PlayStation, or maybe two as in the one that came out for Super Nintendo in 1991? That one. That's oh, four. so that's four. Okay, then four. You see, fucking numbers. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if, you know, like, all the Final Fantasies actually came out in America, but... Yeah. You know, it is what right. it is. You I know mean, what? Mailbag people just write in about Final Fantasy. It doesn't matter which. We'll talk yeah, about it. The only one I can remember, obviously, I can remember six because I've played it numerous times but never finished it and then obviously seven through you know now right all right well write it about final fantasy mailbag at trygames.net m-a-i-l-b-a-g at trygames.net please write in mailbag yes we'll get to that in a second but first short break At this segment, uh, which will include the mailbag, because all the questions, all the mailbag issues were about uh, this segment. But, first things first. We have a name. And the name is, is not coming from the mailbag, so I'm sorry. None of y'all won shit. You ain't win shit. Because I found a name from my brain that was inspired by Al. He, doesn't real- he didn't realize this until now. Uh, or until I said it earlier I, I in the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, basically, uh, you know, the Japanese have a very funny way of translating into English. And the, and the very first time I saw Al playing Street Fighter 3 <laughs> on the Dreamcast, and, and he started doing the bonus round where he had to block the basketballs, there's a big-ass thing that says, Let's Blocking! And I'm like, that, that's kind of awesome, because it's terrible. Um, English, terrible English. And so then when we were starting to use Google Wave to, to track our topics for the podcast, um, he, he rearranged it because I, I put it in a kind of a cluttered mess. So he was like, let's arranging! Exclamation point. And again, I thought that was awesome because Al speaks English, and yet he doesn't realize that he made a fool out of himself. And then I realized I'm making a fool out of myself by, making, by thinking that he made a fool out of himself because he was just parodying Let's Blocking. So then I was like, 
thinking, well, okay, so we have these names here, and they're better than Gamespiel, but they're not like... Uh, they, they work, they're not as interesting as I'd like it to be. So I started thinking about Al's broken English, and then the fact that... That's broken! You know, <laughs> and the fact that I tried, to, I, I kind of wanted the title to, to, um, to, to evoke like, okay, well, this is kind of a look back. That's why I said like, like I was not going to pick anything that did not make me think, oh, this is a restart of something. So, you know, I was thinking, oh, we could do a reboot. It could be a reboot. Yeah, let's do a reboot. But I gotta, let's rebooting. That's what it's called. Let's rebooting. Talking about the Godding of War for PlayStation Two, the first one. Or should we talk about both of them? It doesn't really matter. I didn't play two. Okay, so we'll talk about one then. Okay. 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 But, as requested for Let's Rebooting, uh, we had some mailbag entries about God of War. So, first one comes from Kelly May, who is a, 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 was a guest on the podcast, I believe, a year ago, um, when we were talking about parenting and games and Jack Thompson and all that shit. Uh, she says... I remember yep. not living in Boston and listening to that episode back in PA while I was playing Mirror's Edge. <laughs> oh, shit, Mirror's Edge. Uh, hey, guys, say, Kelly, I can't believe it's almost been a year since I've been on the podcast. Giantic, huge nudge right there. Anyway, God of War is one of my top five favorite games. It is just impressive from beginning to end. The narration is perfect. The cutscenes are good, but not overly drawn out. <clears throat> you really feel for him by the time it's all over. But the only thing that bothered me at all about the game, and Pete, I think you'll like this part, was the amount of button mashing. Don't get me wrong, I have absolutely zero problem with just pounding randomly on stuff, but I really think that there was maybe a bit too much of it in both 1 and 2. Other than that, I have no complaints, and I look forward to 3. What do you think about the button-mashing aspect? Oh, and please lose the game spiel name. It makes me throw up in my mouth a little every time I read it. I think you should call it Game Gab or Claim to Game anything but what you are calling it right now. Later, guys. T-Pain out. Sorry, Kelly, it's not Game Bag or Claim to Game, but thanks for playing. Uh... So the button mashing aspect, Pete, I remember that was one of your gripes with it. I think you were mentioning it either in a, in a letter to us way back when or on Game Slaves Radio. Um, I think it was actually on both. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I want to say it's a gripe. I don't know. Like, if I, if I had to have actually done combos to make it to the game, I probably wouldn't have actually completed the game because I don't like games like that, like Devil May Cry and, uh, like, Ninja, even the new Ninja Gaiden Oh, so it's stuff. just the entire genre that you're kind of, eh. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I played it because everyone said it was, you know, this amazing, awesome game uh, that would, like, really showed off the PS2's capabilities and all that stuff. So uh, I just wanted to go, like, obviously I played it way, way past. I mean, I played it, you know, on a PS3 with backwards compatibility. So um, it was just one of those things where it's like, I never got around to playing it. I should check out what everyone was really into uh -huh. uh, way back when. Um, and... As a like, as a game uh, itself, I liked the I liked the um, conveyance of the story through those like uh, I don't know those uh, graphic novel style cutscenes and everything. Mm -hmm. And I just I like the whole idea of it that the you know this guy is, you like the production behind it. Yeah, I like the production values, and I like I like the uh, the the premise behind it too. Uh, why you were this like random like person that was going to like take on the god of war and stuff become the god of war but uh yeah um the the combat i mean it was just to me it was just uh combat throughout the entire game wasn't fun it was more of just an obstacle to get through the game it's like gotta get hmm. through this combat so i can see the rest of the game uh 
And I know if I played God of War 2, and when I probably will eventually play God of War 3, I'll probably feel the same way, because I'm sure the series hasn't really done much more with the combat. The quick time event combat things were cool and, you know, bloody and interesting and stuff like that, so I had no problems with those, although uh, I've always been one of those people that that thought... Don't like quick time events. Yeah, Yeah. that thought they should have, you know, stayed back with Dragon's Lair. Right. Um, But, uh, although, as a side note, from what I hear about Heavy Rain... Uh, and its inclusion of quick time events, maybe that'll change my mind on them. Yeah, those. I think those. I think that's a little different because it's more of an adventure game. Or let, let me let me rewind. Indigo Prophecy is an adventure game, and it used those quick time events as an alternative to just point and click being the main gameplay. Right. So I I think in in, in a way, it, it, in essence, it's basically saying let's make this more exciting, but not too actiony. Yeah, actually, so, I, can, I can actually. You know what I mean. I can uh, more articulate the difference because with games like that, it was you were trying to make an action that would simulate the action that you would be doing. Um, like, uh, just for I'm trying to think of something. Well, uh, Indigo Prophecy wasn't the best at it, but uh, I know Heavy Rain's going to be doing it more. Where it's like, if you want to, uh, like I've I heard on a recent Giant Bombcast something about like uh, if you take out orange juice out of the out of a refrigerator or something, like you actually got to you know, move the uh, the six axis up and down or whatever to like shake it. So it's like with the motion controls, that's more. But like right. they're doing, they try to make those quick times and those context sensitive motions to correlate to what would be happening in the game. Whereas in God of War, it was it's like just a button press. Yeah, hit X to stab the thing in the eye. Right. It's like so it wasn't really it didn't make a difference. You know, so uh, those I could have also done without. But like I said, the combat was all kind of just uh, an obstacle, uh, like in my way of the story. <laughs> um. So, it, but like I said, if it hadn't been button mashy where I couldn't just brute force my way through it, I would have never actually completed it to begin with. So while the button mashing was kind of ridiculous in a sense, it was also in a way good. Huh? Okay, Al, did did, did you what, did you feel that it was button mashy? Did you? Mm, no, because I actually focused on what the combos were and just pressed the buttons in any different combos. Real quick, I just don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not saying that like. I'm not saying that, you know, you couldn't play it that way if you didn't want to. It's just, I, there are games like, okay, again, with Ninja Gaiden, you cannot button your mash your way through that. You have to do the combos or you're going to end up dead. Right. So I'm just saying that with something like Out of War, you have the choice of either You just, could, yeah. yeah. you can do it either way. You, oh, yeah, you definitely could. Yeah, especially since uh, the game was a lot more forgiving in the uh, sensitivity of the um, the buttons, where you could press, say, like, the square button like 10 times in a given second and it'll register for like the two hits that are going to go on a combo but then if you like hit the triangle button somewhere in between there it may actually just do the the triangle it may buffer the triangle command whereas like a ninja gaiden it you're not going to get your combos out that way it's just going to continue to either halt or it's going to keep on doing the basic slash but for god of war for me um I always took it into account to, you know, actually hit the buttons as they were intended because I want to do longer strings of things. So I always had various ideas of, well, this is what I want to do. And I see these guys. I know I have to do this. So I'm going to do this first. And then after I do that, I'm just going to fuck them up with this combo linked to that combo, that kind of thing. Right. You're very technical with it. And, then, and yeah. I think that's the same way I approached it. Um, it's... Oddly enough, and this is something that I blogged about um, on the GameSpot and Giant Bomb blogs, I, my view of this game uh, 
the the button mashing of this game actually uh, versus your view of it, Pete. Back when um, back when we were trading messages back and forth, and like and, and you were talking about on Game Slaves, was why I decided to try Final Fantasy VIII again. Was one of the reasons, at least, because I was sitting there going like. I think you might get more out of the game if you decided to try to use the combos because, sure, you could button mash your way through the game, but you're not really playing it then. And I and, and that made me think, I, I could Guardian Force my way through Final Fantasy VIII, but then I'm not really playing it. So let me give it another shot. And, and that's kind of... I think that... that it, that, it, that it was a good timing that uh, we started playing Final Fantasy VIII when I decided to do the God of War thing. Um... But yeah, no, I think I think that it's a it's both good and bad in that if someone like you, Pete, just wants to see the production, you you don't have to worry about you know sitting there and worry about dying, right? Because you could just get through it, and you ended up enjoying the rest of the game, right? Um, but I also do think it's bad in that um, I pers- for me personally at least, I um, I like games like Ninja Gaiden. I think Ninja Gaiden is a better game experience from a standpoint of I want to be good at this game and I want to be re- I want to A have to learn how to do it and B be rewarded for my learning that's you know part of the reason why I play a lot a lot of the reason why I play some games is because I like that whole you know that that fun of learning something and then being good at it and then and then you know being rewarded for it and not just being given the story I hate I, a lot of times I end up hating that unless it's re- something's really funny like in a Mario or Luigi type thing you know so for me, if if I ever you know tried to be really technical and got myself into a pickle, like I would kind of reflexively revert into mashing for like a couple of seconds, and then I kind of sit back and go like I this I am this is boring I am not having fun I I gotta back up I gotta regroup and figure out how to do this the right way you know whereas like with Ninja Guide and you kind of have no choice so you never kind of relapse into that lazy mode you know what I mean. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of wish that God of War had pushed me more to stay on point every single time. The, uh, of course, the problem is that you know the people who didn't want to do that, then they don't have the opportunity to do that because they designed the game more difficultly. Well, so I can't, I can't fault them for it. I'm just saying that my personal thing about that—that's kind of what annoyed me a little bit about like relapsing. I was gonna say that's why you have like Spartan mode, which like they shouldn't have the harder difficulties as unlockables. Right, right, exactly. Why don't they give us a choice right off the bat? You know, right. Um, so. But yeah, I was gonna say like uh, with Ninja Gaiden, cause, like with the way you're describing, like I can definitely understand the the beauty and finesse in a game like that and stuff. And, it's not for everybody, right? Like I I would definitely like I, I've tried playing it. I've been I played a demo and stuff, and like I I do. Uh, there's a part of me that wishes I was into those kind of games so that I could experience it. But I just know that like it would just be an exercise in futility for me to try to get through it, and I would just like hate myself every minute of the way. And if I ever did make it through it, it would be more of just like a relief and an enjoyable experience. Uh, like, like, uh, like Julius says in Pulp Fiction, a rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I wouldn't know because I would never eat the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's some shit just ain't for people, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, let's move on to Edu Buccaneer's letter, which says, "Hey guys, for the God of War discussion, I have to ask, what were you expecting from God of War the moment you started playing, compared to your feelings after finishing it?" Among other games in the genre, Devil May Cry and Ninja Gaiden, how do you think God of War stacks against them? I'd love to get Pete's views on the discussion, as last time we heard it, he wasn't, he wasn't on the podcast with Tony still there. Uh, the other reason for the question is the fact that God of War was an original series stacked against the other more settled contenders. 
Uh, as for a name suggestion for the new segment, the spiel, I'd like to go with Infinite Contain. <laughs> infinite. <laughs> he meant infinite, people. Don't, don't, don't. He speaks English probably better than, like, a ton of us in America, and he's, you know, this is his second language. So if you're going to make fun of him for that, I, I just, I just laugh because it's hard to read it. Yeah. But, so, why Infinite like Continues? I like that name. I don't it's like an infinite- it's an infinite chance for you guys to go back to games you never completed. Continues well when you lose. You sometimes get to continue in the hard games. You hardly have a chance. Maybe that fact means you quit the game in the first place. Uh, what I, were you saying, Pete? I was thinking we should go with the misspelled name. I like it. Infinite? Yeah. <laughs> Subname Infinite. No. Um, okay, so he asked a lot of things here. Uh, what were you expecting from the moment you started playing versus how you felt after you finished it? Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first because I'll okay. probably be generally quick. Uh, like I said, I played it, you know, many years after it, and it was already when it was thought in the minds of people to be this, like, you know, have been this amazing experience and this pinnacle of PS2 entertainment and stuff like that. So I really was expecting, like, to have my mind, you know, proverbially, proverbial, oh my god. I was expecting proverbially. To have, yeah, to have it blown. And, um, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I got caught up in, like, a, uh, in a post-hype, like, Cataclysm, or whatever, not Cataclysm, but like, uh, whatever. Uh, there's this Im- immense post-hype from the game. Um, you know, usually, like, there's hype for a game, and then the game comes out, people come back down to Earth, but God of War had this, like, you know, perpetual, perpetually growing hype after it was already released, and then... And, two- especially because God of War 2 was there, yeah. and people were like, oh my god, there's more of it! And you're like, why is it, why, why do people care that there's more of it? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, like, I, I definitely... I had the the more normal reaction where I was going and expecting this amazing thing, and the gameplay itself kind of brought me back down to earth. And I enjoyed the story, like I said, and I had an enjoyable time playing it. But it didn't seem any more special to me than some other games. Right. So I wasn't like if I had played it when it first came out, I may have thought of it as like a you know monumental step stepping stone in like in uh, the PlayStation Two era and all that stuff, but having gone back to it now, it just, you know, there's, there's maybe it's because there's been a lot of games that have kind of grown off of it and stuff like that, but it's just... Dante's it, Inferno. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> seems like an, another another game, and yeah, I'm, I'm, most of the games that have directly copied off it haven't even come close, like, I remember that game Viking, uh, oh, that game mm. was ass-awful, and... Uh, I don't think, well, I'm only ten minutes into it, so I don't think it's ass-awful just yet, but it's kind of janky. Yeah, um, so, I mean... God of War definitely stands like the test of time as in in that genre as being you know one of the top. So um, but uh, yeah, that that's mine. Well, let me ask you something though. I mean, would it have fared any better had it been in a genre that you personally enjoy? Considering um, that God you of just War said... point and click adventure game. <laughs> well, I, d- uh, po- point being, you said a couple of minutes ago that these action type, these character action games, you're not really th- those really aren't your bag anyways. Right. Um. Well, see, I don't know, like, I don't know what other genre they could actually port, like, kind of convey that kind of story in. Um, you know, you're not going to get God of War, like I said, like, you're not going to get a point-and-click adventure, you're not going to get, like, a first-person shooter out of that kind of story. Um, I mean, if there was some other way for them to convey it in a different genre, then yeah, maybe it would have, like, like, if it was the same game, but... Maybe an action RPG-ish type Yeah, thing. or, like, um, maybe more if it was, like, like, if it was presented in a way almost like Uncharted or something like that. Like, because Uncharted is, you know, an action RPG. Or, yeah, well, not an action RPG. It's more action... Uh, platforming. Action adventure. Yeah, action adventure platforming. Like, something like that. Because, I mean, 
the the platforming and puzzle parts of God of War, I did they really were like. very yeah. I but mean, they were also kind of subdued in, in contrast with A, the combat, and B, with other action platforming-focused games. Yeah. I felt, at least. Like, it's, it, it, it didn't come close to Prince of Persia or Tomb Raider in those respects. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, to answer your question, then, yeah, if it had been, like, one of those genres or something like that, like, and if it had been done just as well, then I may have even loved it even more. Gotcha. Al? Um, well, I started playing God of War in the, around the same time that Pete did, I guess very late um i actually played the first god of war um i don't remember when maybe it was uh two years ago maybe almost uh i know it was before i moved into this apartment that i'm in now because i played it on a standard tv but um what did i expect from it? i expected a, awesome, just a badass awesome game because of especially what you and Tony were saying, Austin, mm-hmm. about it. And uh, I just didn't expect for it to be, like, super amazing. I thought it to be fun, especially from... I, I think I, like, saw a few minutes of it at your house or something. At Ethan's house, yeah. At Ethan's house, yes. And that, that intro, you know, just, like, the... The, the Hydra. Kills and, you know, the Hydra. And that was just, I, like, I, remember I gotta your play reactions. this game. You, you were like, oh, was that necessary? Oh! Exactly. Oh. Like, it was just a whole bunch of oh shit moments. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I played through the game, and I even took, you know, like, I took pictures. I think it was the God of War 2, though, when I was doing my Badass Bro of Summer. But, um, the... I took pictures... Oh, a picture of like the face that I kept making every time I did a, a special <laughs> kill in God of War. It was just like an oh shit look on my face, and that face had never changed throughout the entire series. Not even through the PSP had I changed that face. Oh, same thing here, man. Same thing, and it's like you know I finished God of War and I was very satisfied, and uh, I was satisfied to the point that I didn't even want to finish uh, a higher difficulty or anything. I did do the um. The extra content, I forget what it's called. The, in, you know, in the, the PSP one? Challenges. Yeah, yeah. Like, kill a hundred people. Yeah, I did yeah. some of those. And that was fun. Then I got the PSP, the God of War PSP. Uh, and the game with it. Just to differentiate the fact that I do have the red PSP. And I finished that shit left and right. I beat normal difficulty, Spartan mode, God mode. And uh, it, it was just really, really great experience. Uh more of the same old shit stuff and, you know, the same combos I've known to love. And it, there's something about God of War where I can really take more of the same and not mind, you know. Right. Just deal with the um, the different ways that they can tell the story and basically do the same moves or slight variations because they give you different weapons in each game uh, to different types of enemies that have slightly different patterns. Then I played God of War 2 over the summer, last summer, and it, it was still just great, you know, all the same good stuff. And it, it was like God of War plus one, where they gave you even more and even better oh shit moments. Uh, the combo system was pretty refined, the weapons were really good, and the graphics were awesome. I, you know, played in ProScan, and it still looked really good. Um, the story you know, picked up right after, well, not right after God of War, because God of War PSP is, like, in between the two, but it actually picked up right after the God of War PSP, strangely, I just thought about it, uh, because you see a lot of the stuff that 
happened in the PSP version as taking effect in God of War 2. Mm-hmm. And, and Atlas. Uh, hmm? No, no, I, I just spoiled something. I'll, I'll, I'm going to not repeat that. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, that playing through that was just, it, it was just awesome. And comparing it to other badass brawlers like Don't Make Crying and Jagaiden and uh, other games I don't even want to mention at the moment, um, I think that it stacks very well because it doesn't have the inherent difficulty of a game like Devil May Cry or Ninja Gaiden, but it has the same kind of fun factor when you actually get technical with it. Um, when you actually have in your mind, I'm going to go against these guys and I'm going to do, you know, uh, square, square, triangle, and lift them up in the air and then jump up in the air and then do a certain type of move where you want to grab them, pull their arms off and stuff, and then you get into a whole big bunch of enemies and you just want to do those moves that makes Kratos just spin around and yeah. hit everybody and then you look at the numbers build up and, you know... It, it's 29,766 hit combo for 50 billion damage. Yeah, it sounds like Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that's all I have to say about that. Um... The, uh, expectations wise what was I expecting I think I, I my first exposure to this game was uh, on GameSpot's On The Spot when David Jaffe brought it over to the studios uh, to introduce it so I kind of uh, from that look I kind of you know I didn't think of it as a character action game in the vein of Devil May Cry I was just watching it for the setting and the storytelling and all that stuff and so I thought it was going to be um, much less of a, a, a combo heavy game and more of just something straight up, uh, just straight up action and and platforming, you know, like a like a Tomb Raider type thing, that you know, Tomb Raider the combat's not really eh, it's it's there, but you're you're mostly focused on the uh, on just kind of the traversal, mm-hmm. um, which 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 is kind of weird because like they showed the first Hydra part where like he bursts through the boat, and you have to you know you, you have to fight against just that one head. Not the not the full boss battle, but just that first part. Right. And, and and I don't know why it didn't register with me that like, hey, dude, this is a fucking combo game. But I think they mostly emphasize the uh, the quick time events. That's why I guess. Um, and so I guess um, I was. They were also showing some other um, Greco Roman themed video game by Capcom. Uh, God, I can't remember. It, it was they they split that game into two segments. Huh? Gladius? No, not Gladius. No, that was LucasArts. That was LucasArts, oh. yeah. That, and that was more of a strategy game. But um, this game was split between two motifs where there was this one guy uh, who was stealth and then one guy who was like a gladiator and, and like complete action and chariot and chariots and shit and like that. And so I thought they were like kind of – I thought it was kind of a, like a Bugs Life slash Ants complex where they were like two of the same type of things coming out at the same time. So when I finally put it in and – started the action, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is like Devil May Cry, except I'm not dying. Okay, cool. And then I kept on playing, and um, the problem was that I had already played Resident Evil 4 to completion by that point, and I really, really liked Resident Evil 4 a lot, and so the whole oh shit factor for me was slightly, slightly dampened, because... I was saying oh shit throughout the entirety of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> so my the muscles in my face were kind of tired by that point from making the oh shit face. So, you know, going into God of War, I'm like, you know, 
wow, but, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not as impressed because Resident Evil 4 is just better. And that was the problem, was that you can't go into this... I, you're always going to do this as a fan of multi, uh, as a fan of something with entertainment, and and you you start to like something that you you know that you can't stop thinking about. You're going to make comparisons, and you know that's just the way things are. But it also unfortunately kind of makes you look at something else unfairly. I shouldn't have been sitting there comparing it to Resident Evil Four all the way, and they're drastically different types of games. But the the, the visceral feel and the kind of like bloodthirsty catharsis that you get out of both games is very similar. And so I was kind of all bloodthirstied out for a little while. So playing through, I was like, this is cool. But, you know, not as, you know, I just kind of came down from this high. So, eh. As I kept on playing through it more and more, eventually it gradually started to come back, and I'm just like, okay, no, now I'm totally into this, and the problems were with some of the collision detection, with some of the like the spinning blades and trying to climb back up to that pillar from hell. I hated mm-hmm. that part, and I was yeah, just well, like... Yeah, hell is always... Hell is hell! <laughs> yes, true, but like even like the spinning blades that are on the surface that like were going in a crisscross pattern on one of those stages, like... If you stepped within, like, you know, 20 pixels of them, you got hit. I'm exaggerating, yeah. of course. But, you know, you did that, and I'm just like, really? You, you couldn't program it a little bit more precisely? So that type of stuff kind of bothered me. But in the end, I think um, I think that my expectations had already kind of solidified. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what, what my final opinion on it versus my expectations had already solidified by the time I was maybe a third through the game because I expected something kind of different. Um I expected I didn't expect the quality to be all the way up there as it was. Um minus the collision detection problems of course. I didn't expect it to be that kind of engrossing. So, I think you know all in all it was a win for me and then that just kind of got me psyched for God of War 2 which, you know, fixed the problems that I thought the first one had. And, you know, for me uh, in terms of action games on the PS2, I would say that, you know, without thinking about this carefully, my gut reaction is going to say that God of War is one of the top. Um, I know that I'm going. I'm staring at Gradius Five right now, and I can't say that without giving Gradius Five a nod. You know, you need practice. You need more practice. But I, I think I certainly think it's an achievement, if not from a, an innovation standpoint, from a let's take ideas that have been sort of done before, but let's put it together in a way that. You know, all types of people who are into this type of production can enjoy. People who don't want to sit there and be bogged down by difficulty, they can enjoy it. People who want to do long strings of combos, they can sit down and enjoy it. And I think that kind of goes into the second question, and I'll go first since I'm, you know, since I'm kind of segueing to it. How does it compare to Devil May Cry? I think I would rank the three action, the three major character action games uh, as such. I would say uh, Ninja Gaiden Black because that's the version that I'm playing. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black uh, is slightly ahead of God of War. Before, I would say it was a lot ahead, but after playing God of War on the PSP and just kind of reliving what God of War has to offer, like I, I'm much more, um, I've got much more love for God of War basically than I did before. So, Ninja Gaiden, God of War, are kind of neck and neck with Ninja Gaiden slightly being on top, and then Devil May Cry, um, a not so distant. But not so close third, and and this is not to say that Devil May Cry is so bad. Like it's, I like it a lot, uh, particularly the third one. Um, bear in mind, I haven't played Ninja Gaiden two yet on Xbox three hundred and sixty. Um, but there's something about the the Resident Evilness 
of the adventure parts of, of, of Devil May Cry where I really just wanted to knock the shit out of people and, and I'm sitting here wondering like where this door is that I'm supposed to get to. And I think that's kind of where the linearity of, of, uh, of God of War and the kind of like, yes, there are puzzle elements, but it's really, really ass easy part of Ninja Gaiden kind of pushed those games ahead of it. Because I'm sitting, like, the, the reason why it took me so long to finish Devil May Cry is because I didn't know where I was supposed to go next, and I just, I was like, you know what, screw this, I don't, I don't have to put up with this, I'm going to go play God of War, or I'm going to go play Ninja Gaiden. Um, and I'm hoping that Devil May Cry 3 is much better about that in this regard, because the, co- the combat in, in 3 is great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that, that's where I would put it. Um, let me see what else is, is part of his question while you guys answer that part as well. Uh, I don't know if I really can answer it since I kind of already answered it in my last th- question. Yeah, I was going to say I've pretty much already answered it in my last the last thing I just said and I didn't really I haven't really played, you know, much of Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry or anything like that. Al? What? I already answered that. Oh, you did? I, 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 I it was, that, that was very short. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean like, it from the little bit I know about Devil May Cry and of, you know, the playing a demo of Ninja Gaiden, like, I mean like, the new Ninja Guidance, anyway. Uh, I mean, God of War, I think, it story-wise, definitely blows those out of the water, because Devil May Cry doesn't oh, sound that's like so, so ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, Ninja Gaiden, I mean, does it really have a story? Like, it does. Yeah. I haven't been paying attention to it, because it's not important to me. Um, I mean, when I know about the second one, it sounds like it just goes, like, like all over the place. Yeah, Milky James Milky was just like that. The, the story for Ninja Gaiden Two is just ridiculous. Like, like he he's just like what? But the first <laughs> one, the, yeah, the first one I don't know. And again, it's because like I think that the gameplay is so good that I really don't need the story. Like I, it, it's I, I unimportant. It really sure, do it. Like do it now. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Dark Dragon Sword was stolen from the uh, the Dragon Ninjas. In an effort to raise a god, a dark god, well, the dark dragon from his grave, and wave from your grave, and you have to stop that. And when you stop that, you find out who's actually behind the whole thing. And it was actually, well, you guys finished the game. No, do you then, care if I re- reveal to who? I, who I don't care because I'm in. I'm in it for the dragon. Shit? I'm in it for the action. I'll never play it, so it's okay. The first boss. <laughs> the first boss is the last boss, and he's fucking. Bitch ass hard when he goes into uh, Dark Dragon mode. The dude with the chucks. Yeah, the dude with the nunchucks. Yeah. So the the guy who you think is your friend. Right. Gotcha. So then I've already beaten Ninja Gaiden because I played the <laughs> demo and well actually no I haven't be- I've lost Ninja Gaiden because I don't think I actually beat him in the demo. Oh so. well then. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's much harder at the end of the game. Yeah. Much 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 harder. It, yeah, and I think I think you you have to be someone who appreciates technique. Uh, and, and that's where God of War has an advantage. Uh, again, uh, to, to get, get, kind of regurgitate what I said already, that's where God of War has a disadvantage for me, but an advantage for most people, in that you don't have to be so technical. But for me, that's what I love about Ninja Gaiden. I love the fact that I get my ass reamed if I don't do things right, but it's always fair. It, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that a lot of people always talk about, and sometimes they exaggerate, but it's true with Ninja Gaiden. If you lose, it's your fault. And you you have no one to blame but yourself. Whereas you know some games rely on cheap shots and you know all that type of stuff. I do um, have one other like game arcade in... type. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying like arc- arcade type where right. they want you to spend your extra quarter so right. they give you a hit that you can't avoid. Exactly. What were you saying, Pete? 
I was going to say, I do have one other game in this genre that I want to mention, because uh, we haven't really mentioned it, and it, it should be included in this, is Heavenly Sword. Because um, eh. I actually really enjoyed Heavenly Sword. Uh, I actually found Heavenly Sword more enjoyable than my time playing God of War. Really? Um, yes. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even stomach, like, I tried, and I couldn't stomach, like, it just felt janky to me. Uh, I don't know, I, I enjoyed it much more, um, because, uh, they, for me, it was a matter of the fact that they mixed up combat with different things, like, there was, Uh. they were, like, you know, using the six axis to throw things, and then there was the different segments where, like, you're firing cannons, or you're, uh, what's your name, uh, Kai, I think, and, uh, shooting the 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 bow and arrow and stuff, and everything had a very super cinematic feel to it and everything, uh, so, like, even though the co- the basic combat to me was still in similar to God of War, where I could just match buttons and get through it, they broke it up with enough different things that, like, I didn't feel so much like, uh, like it was a major obstacle I was just forcing my way through, like, because, yeah. like, things kept changing every so often. Um, and I just found that to be a much more enjoyable playthrough. It overall. is now snowing, but keep it, going, sorry. It's not snowing here yet, but I heard there's a storm coming. Um... Yeah. The storms are coming. It's probably moving eastward because, like, it yeah, snowed in Chicago yesterday. Too. So, yeah. Um, yeah I... But I was just to finish. I was going to say that, uh, like, in terms of if I were to rank the games that I prefer in this genre, it would be Heavenly Sword probably is the top so far, and then God of War is very, very close second, and then nothing else because I don't really like the other games. I remember John Davison like screaming at Shane Benton, not screaming, but just like. Like wondering how the hell can you like this game, Shane? And you know because everyone was like, "Oh, Shane's Sony Defense Force," but like John Davis, like like they he mentioned stuff about the AI, about how like it was really stupid how they kind of chased after you in one room and then just kind of like disappeared. And the, so, there was something that he said, and I'm like, you know what? He's fucking right. Why, why should I have to put up with that game? That game sucks. I gotta go play God of War instead. I guess but yeah, it's a matter of if you're if you're someone like me. And play the like you're not for the production. Caring. Yeah, then yeah. you might actually like it if you're yeah. somebody like you guys who wants to play based on the skill set and the combos and things like yeah. that. Then it's not gonna hold hold its own against yeah. some of the other games. Yeah. Which, uh, you, how do you guys feel? Like, obviously, it's not really out yet or anything. But like, why are you guys looking forward to Bayonetta? No, I don't care about. That I am. Game. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just wanting to get two very different yeah. answers at the same time. <laughs> answered but... both at the same time with opposite answers. I don't know why I don't care so much about Bayonetta, and I think it's because, you know, when it comes to Devil May Cry versus God of War and Ninja Gaiden, like I said before, like, as much as I like Devil May Cry, if I'm going to spend my attention on something, it's going to be something from the guys who made Ninja Gaiden or God of War. And, you know, I don't know. Bayonetta looks like something that I would, should like, and it's something that I should be interested in, but I guess right now I'm in a different mindset, and I've, I'm, I've, I still haven't beaten Ninja Gaiden Black, so I kind of want to get that out of the way first, and then I have Ninja Gaiden 2 waiting for me, so I want to get to that. Um, but I wanted to uh, um, just cl- uh, you know just kind of wrap up something that you mentioned about like the whole like preferring technical over like production. Like yeah, it, it, this for me this is not a case of Final Fantasy VIII has something in there for you to enjoy if you would just kind of look past it because fun, like all that stuff is gameplay related, you know like. It's not a question of me saying, okay, well, I can deal with the shitty gameplay to, um, to enjoy the production values. It's more of a, I can deal with, I can cast aside this one shitty part of the gameplay to enjoy this better part of the gameplay. So, in 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 the case of something like a Heavenly Sword, where I felt that the that the, the mechanically it was janky, like I can't necessarily enjoy the production if you know if the gameplay is not doing it for me. 
So I don't even kind of want to try. And the reason why, like I mentioned Shadow of the Colossus before, because that would normally fall in the same camp, is because I actually, you know, I went through it and I did beat it already. So I know what's coming. Whereas with Heavenly Sword, it's like, well, I would have to spend my time on something that I'm not even sure how well it's going to go. So I don't even want to bother, you know, which, which is sad because, like, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this is a this is a, a, a very beautiful looking game, and like a lot of the characterizations are great, you know, like and you know the whole Andy Circus thing and the voice acting, like they, right. they got it all, all all right. But I just don't want to go any further in it. I don't want to bother with it, you know. Um, he ends off his question with regards to like um, God of War being original and the other ones being contend like settled contenders. Um, the only one that was really, if you want to go about it from an original versus, like, storied franchise, was Ninja Gaiden. Devil May Cry, I mean, it was earlier than God of War, but that was, you know, that was its own beast. That that was, that was a new thing. And I guess if the question is going for, like, you know, well, because of the fact that Devil May Cry was around longer, I think God of War did it, like, went about the same thing from a very different angle. So, I don't think that, you know... I I get I don't think that would have mattered really, you know, because because I really think that Devil May Cry was an action evolution of Resident Evil, whereas God of War was kind of like taking general kind of brawler gameplay and making it into something that's epic, and you know they they kind of met in the middle, if that makes any sense. I can see that. I agree. I mean, basically, Devil May Cry was supposed to be an action oriented Resident Evil, but then they felt that. Um, Dante was, like, a character that could be molded into his own series. Right. So technically, like, if it went the other way, Devil May Cry would actually be, like, Resident Evil something-something. Right, right, exactly. Resident Evil Vampire or, or something. Yeah. Um, and then we have a last male. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the with, with Let's Rebooting uh, content. Actually, it does. And just the name. No, but, uh, uh, the content. It doesn't have to do with oh, the content. Oh. This is from Coffee Nebula, and he says, I don't know, Timeline? Rewind? I don't need a prize. I just hate to see you suffer with a name that you hate. I like we Game Spiel. Anymore. Well, I don't. <laughs> Game Spiel. Game Spiel. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so that's it for Let's, let's Rebooting. Um, we're going to go on to the main topic after these messages. Will be what, Al? Right back. Oof. All right, we're on to the main topic, which I'm calling the terrible twos. Uh, as I mentioned at the outset of the podcast, we're discussing how um, kind of two, three of the biggest sequels back in the NES days were Mario 2, Zelda 2, and Castlevania 2. And I kind of threw in Metroid 2 as another example because it was different enough from the original Metroid. But point being, they were drastically different from the originals that made the franchises so successful, um, or at least made the name so successful. And couple of things come from that. We kind of rarely see that today, and I think, you know, everyone kind of knows why, but it's worth discussing. Um, like, how did that make us feel back in the day, and what would we, we feel make a good, terrible two in this day and age? Considering that, you know, you look at something like um, Modern Warfare 2 is Modern Warfare. 
Devil May Cry 3 and 2 are Devil May Cry 1. God of War 2 is God of War 1. What is the difference? And don't nobody start emailing me with all the intricacies. I know that there's small differences. I'm talking about in Mario 2, when you jump on an enemy, which is the core gameplay concept in the first game, they don't die, but you can pick them up and throw the shit out of them, which you couldn't do in the first one, and then the princess floats. It's all different. Completely the princess different. princess is playable. The princess is playable in the first place, yeah. Uh, Zelda 2 went from top-down action-adventure to like something completely like platforming-oriented. Completely different. Um... So yeah, that's where I want to go. Pete has to leave soon, so I'll let him just run a train on this shit. Go crazy. What do you want to talk about? you, motherfucker. I don't have a train to run. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just start, when do you start going? If I have something to throw in, I'll throw in. You suck, dude. Al? Sure. Well, I would have to compare this to um, music. I, that's the best way I can do this right now. Mm-hmm. I think that back in the 80s, when you came out with something that was really, really, really good, the only way to top it is to do something completely different. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... I, I think that that mentality, uh, well, in music, like, you would have uh, albums that were really good from a band. Like, their first album would be so awesome that if they came out with something that was the same kind of material as the album that came out before it, people would think of it and relate it to the first album and say, oh, well, it's not as good. You know how it's a, a sequel is supposed to be better, like more of this, more of that. Well, what if you really kind of can't give you give any more than what you gave in your first effort? Right. The only thing to do is really to give them something completely different. So, like, if it's an f- album that was really, really fast and intense, the next album slowed it down. Yeah. You know, if, if it was something that was... Um, kind of really complex and intricate, the next album was simple. Right. And the, the weird thing about that is that it works. Because the, your fans and, and the critics, they don't, they're unable to actually give a direct comparison to the previous effort to be able to quantify Is your, this better? Is it worse? Right. right your, 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 validity, your validity. Validity. Like, oh, Oh, now their 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 sophomore effort is just so sucky compared to the first one. You Hyper can't Bowl. do that. Hyperbole. And um, I think that with Mario Two, Zelda Two, Castlevania Two, those games were so uh, conceptually, in terms of gameplay, different that they had to stand on their own. Like for example, in Japan, Super Mario Brothers Two was a clone of Super Mario Brothers. And I think that in America, they really just didn't want to do that because, well, first off, it was too hard. Yeah. But second, um, it, they, I think that they felt that they didn't want their flagship title, the title that, that people look at, the, the thing that people look at when they think of Nintendo back then, to be all more of the same. Mm. So they wanted to do something completely different. Now for something completely different. Right. And uh, with Zelda 2, being that that's actually a direct... Um, you know, import, well, import, a, a direct conversion of the Japanese one, um, I think that it just kind of, it melded with the sentiments of the American thought process, I guess, if you want to put it like that. And it doesn't happen these days because now the mentality is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. 
and people want to stay very, very cautious. If something worked out really well, give them more of the same. And, you know, don't try and change it too much because people are going to complain and they're not going to buy it and then they're going to go out of business. War has changed. It seems like, you know, no one can release an experimental title or something that really kind of oversteps its boundaries and still maintain business Mm. even though it doesn't sell. And it kind of sucks. But that's just the state of the world today. So that's the way, you know, that's why we're now all stuck in franchises and uh, iterations games that come out and it's the exact same engine just with a couple of improvements um as far as well let's not try to answer the whole thing now oh i was just trying to answer the whole thing no 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 i'm done that's why it's a discussion because because i mean i i wanted to kind of take it back to to you know what what you're talking about the whole japanese thing well i don't know if Mm -hmm. it's the same vein but you look at how nintendo handled these three games well, not well, not these three games. Sorry, how they handled Mario two and Zelda two, and how Konami did Castlevania two, and then you think about the fact that Dragon Quest almost never changes. True. And it's like, well, what, what you know, what's going on there? But I, I feel like, um, well, what was your real reaction to these three games when they came out versus the first one? And I guess I'll kick it off by saying that the strangest thing that I could say about this whole topic is the fact that I played Zelda 2 first. Mm. So I believe I played Zelda 2 later. I, and I'll tell you this much. Um, I enjoyed Mario 2 and didn't really think about why it was so much different than the first one. Um, Zelda 2 I hated. Really? And oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think you told when me. I was, when I was younger, I completely hated that game. And... I I did draw stark comparisons to the first one, and I hated it because it wasn't like the first one. Mm. Uh, Castlevania 2, I actually played Castlevania 2 before I played Castlevania, so... Same thing uh, with me, actually. I, I actually saw Castlevania was kind of, like, scared of it, sort of. Like, <laughs> didn't really want to play it because of the box art and stuff like that back when I was, like, six. So, um, I played Castlevania 2 when I was a little older, I never actually, like, played Castlevania on the NES. Right. So, um, Metroid 2, though, to give a comparison, I played through that entire game and enjoyed it very much. Um, it, it's not really that much significantly different. Um, in terms of, like, the general gameplay, it is pretty much the same gameplay, but it's more linear. Huh. As, okay. as opposed to, like, oh, there's this big-ass map and... You know, th- there's things that are here and things that are there, and you gotta go backtrack here. There's not much backtracking because of the way the game is designed, because of the uh, the way that the planet uh, blocks up places that you've been before mm-hmm. and opens up places that you haven't been. So you, there, there's not much room for backtracking. Well, we are back from a, a precarious um, technical error. We almost lost the podcast, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go into that later. Uh, the point is that we I don't think we have, so we're okay. Pete, though, is out of commission. A, he had to go to work, and B, his computer is just janked. So, anyway, we were talking about the Terrible Twos, and I think I was saying something about... Uh, something about a sequel or something or other being a sequel and different than the prequel of the sequel. I don't know. Yes, something like that. Something like that. Sure. But um, 
Ah, yes, we were talking about uh, how our, our, our reactions to these strange new sequels were compared to the first one. And Al, you were saying how you hated Zelda 2. Yep, I hated Zelda 2. <laughs> uh, I think that I already went through that before our uh, little issue. But I uh, hated Zelda 2 because it was so unlike the first one and it was rather difficult in comparison. And I played Castlevania 2 before I played Castlevania, and actually hadn't played Castlevania for years and years and years after that. Um, oh yeah, you were saying that you were scared of the original Castlevania or something. Yeah, due to the box art and me being a little kid. <laughs> scared ass little kid. Scared anyway. of the water! There there aren't really many games out today that, um, that have that same kind of uh disparity between the original game and its sequel. You know what they do? They they end up making spin-offs. Yeah, that's the safe way of doing it. Like for example, you have Resident Evil, then you have the spin-offs of Resident Evil like Gun Survivor right. and um, Oh, wait, wait. Here's a good terrible 2 that's not a 2, Resident Evil 4. True. I think that 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 counts. It does. But I think that that's more of a, a revolution on the series. I mean, it's it's because five is like four to a point, right? But I mean, f- five notwithstanding. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you know three Mario three, uh, you know, versus Mario two. You know what I mean? Like if Mario mm-hmm. two had conti- if Mario three had continued down the same path as Mario two, I mean, I, I think it's still fit for the discussion because I mean, I think the whole point here is. You know, here's something that was really successful or that people came to get used to, and then they just totally switched it up. And right. I think that that's what 4 does with, with the Resident Evil series as a whole, regardless of whether or not 5 followed in its footsteps. Right. That's true. And, and you know, here's another terrible 2, uh, Guilty Gear 2. Really? I, yeah. I am not familiar with how it is different from the first one, because I don't think I played the first one enough. Well, uh, actually, when you put it together, Guilty Gear... And Guilty Gear X and Guilty Gear Double X, they're all the same game. But Guilty Gear 2 Overture... Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. See, that's right. <laughs> that's the thing. Guilty <laughs> Gear 2 <laughs> is like a, a strategy game. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I heard that was weird. Yeah, that is very weird. And that also resulted in not so many sales. But that is... I also heard it wasn't very good in the first place, though. Well, yeah, notwithstanding. <laughs> But um, that that game, I mean, whether it was good or not, it just so didn't appeal to me because of all the Guilty Gear and the expansions that came out that had this certain type of feel. It was a fighting game. It was intense. It was unbalanced. It was fucking crazy. Hmm. Then you come out with Overture, and it's like, uh, what? Really? So you're really trying <laughs> to expand on a story that didn't quite exist or was not prevalent in the first game. So, you know, that doesn't really help out with appeal. Um, well, it's not a terrible two per se, but um, you have also Burnout Paradise in comparison to uh, Burnout, Burnout 2, Burnout 3, Burnout Revenge. And then you have Paradise that takes it and opens yeah. it up, to, opens the world up. That, that That could be a good one. I'm trying to think because... There was something about the core mechanics of, um, well, not the core mechanics. I don't know. Well, okay, so Mario 2, 
and Zelda 2. Uh, oh, by the way, how did you feel about Mario 2? Um, I said that I, I really enjoyed it. it. Did not even really take into account how different it was than right. Super Mario Brothers. Doki Doki. Um, it was very weird, and I actually didn't even know that it was a, a you know, a palette swap or yeah. A I don't think I don't think any of us knew that until like later, later. You know, yeah, later, like teens. But um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking at Mario Two and Zelda Two and thinking like, wow, they really changed up the core mechanics. And Burnout Paradise doesn't, but then I look at Castlevania 2, and I'm like, Castlevania 2 doesn't change it the more the core mechanics. It's all about how you explore and, and progress in the game. So I will count Par- Burnout Paradise as a, as a huge, terrible 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that you might have to include Tony Hawk's American Wasteland in that, because that kind of... Either Wasteland or Thug. No, I think it's Wasteland that really said, let's take Tony Hawk and put it in an open world. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one that did it. But, see, I kind of feel funny about that. Because Resident Evil's 1 through 3 and then Code Veronica, I feel like they didn't suffer from the same saturation complex that Tony Hawk does. Well, I think that... But I don't, maybe, that shouldn't, maybe that shouldn't matter. You know, that, that, shouldn't, that probably shouldn't matter, but it, it feels different to me when we talk about Wasteland in that manner, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think that the difference between Tony Hawk and Resident Evil is that Resident Evil uh, progresses a storyline. So although the games are the same, they, they have similar quality, they um, they are progressing something that is different each time. So Resident Evil is about, you know, like <clears throat> that first mansion with Chris yep. and Jill, blah, blah, blah. And you, Resident the Evil master 2, of unlocking is a, uh, I, I don't remember what Resident Evil 2 was about, but it had Claire and Leon and Leon. It, 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 it basically continued it had the story of men. that. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Last Escape, which I don't call Resident Evil 3 because it's actually, it's, it actually takes place before Resident Evil 2. Um, that was just Jill Valentine and what she did after, blah, blah, blah. And then Resident Evil Code Veronica, which is actually Resident Evil 3, uh, was more Claire and Leon. Stuff. Wait, wait, did you... Last Escape? Last Escape is is what they call um, Resident Evil 3 in Japan. So Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. Okay. Um, yeah, I, people call it Resident Evil 3 for some reason, because it's the third one to come out. But it's actually... Resident Capcom Evil. called it 3, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, Code Veronica is actually 3, and Nemesis is actually 1.5. 2.5? No, I think it happened before 2, right after 1. Oh, I don't even know. Or at the same time. Well, are two. you going... If you go chrono- chronologically, of course, it's it's you know it's not a 3, but if Capcom wants to call it the ma- one of the main games in the series, it's 3. Well, of course, but I, I would go you, by... You stand defiant against yeah, the overlords of Capcom. if you... If you make a, a game and its storyline takes place before something else, then unless you actually put the number on the box, which Capcom I'm not did, call it that. If but they didn't, they called it Nemesis. They called it Resident Evil Three and Nemesis. It couldn't ne- have. Nemesis was a subtitle. You sure? Yep. Because I owned okay. it. Oh well, yeah, I never owned it. But Fine. I could be wrong, so I'm going to look it up. But keep going. Okay. Um. Well, anyway. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Um, <laughs> pretty much, uh, 
taking care of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think we're all through with that one. <laughs> what are you? Are you Stewie now? Uh, are you gonna be Stewie now? <laughs> no, but I think um, I guess if 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 I may cap this off, and not briefly because I I, I am long winded as a winding of long. Um, what would work today? Huh? You know what? Maybe. Maybe you call Modern Warfare 1 a terrible 2 because of the way that they completely butt-fucked multiplayer for everyone else. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said it. I just had to fall over right now. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? I, I would like to see a terrible 2 syndrome for one of the platforming franchises. Whether it be Ratchet and Clank, or Uncharted, or um, anything else that's been suffering from just, you know... Nah, I shouldn't say suffering, but Ratchet and Clank, every game is the same is what I've heard. Like, one through four are the same, so I'm sitting there going like, alright, once I finish one, should I even bother with two, three, and four? You know, before I jump on to, you know, future. Well, uh, that depends on if you like it in the same vein of, like, God of War and God of War PS3 right, God of War right, 2. right. That's a good point. But I feel like God of War is something that's consumable within 10 hours, 8 or 10 hours, whereas Ratchet & Clank might go to the 20-hour route. And I, don't, I, don't, I could be wrong, though. Correct me. It, how long is I it? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. You know what? I think Zelda is about overdue for another terrible two. I love Twilight Princess a lot, um, but considering that... You know what? Here's the funny thing, actually. Let, let, me, let me step back for a second. Um... Zelda 1 and 3, and then Ocarina of Time. Okay, so those... Okay, so let me see. Zelda one, Zelda 3 is a refinement of Zelda 1. Mm-hmm. Zelda... F- <laughs> I can't Open even think anymore. <laughs> Zelda <I'm> fart? <laughs> Zelda Ocarina of Time? I can't even think anymore. I'm, I'm trying to piece this together. But, okay, so... Similar concept of, you know, an open world, but Zelda, six, Zelda 64, Ocarina of Time, really said, all right, this is... Huge world. Okay, how would you compare Ocarina of Time to uh, Zelda 1 and 3? Uh, I would say it's a 3D redoing of Zelda 1 and 3. You would say it's that close? Okay, because what I'm about to say is, is, you know, a lot of people are saying Zelda is the same thing. And I think they're wrong. Zelda has many incarnations of the same thing. One is very similar to three, is very similar to Ocarina. Okay, two was radically different. Majora's Mask was radically different. Sure was. And so after Majora's Mask... Oh, but you know what? But only in terms no. of a, like a, a conceptual plot standpoint. No, no. Wasn't Majora's Mask vastly different from a structure point as well? Because the original Zeldas were just like, all right, you're, you're kind of doing your thing, you're... You're finding the, these eight temples and, and, and whatever and, and, and all that shit. And then the Jura's Master's like, no, 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 no. You can't just go straight like that. You got to well, restructure That's not things. what I mean by structure. Um, I meant by conceptual plot. I meant, like, uh, Majora's Mask is basically the same game as uh, Ocarina of Time, except for the fact that the how you go about going from start to finish is different. It's it's the same. We're saying the same thing, just with different yeah. words. Um, but I think that makes it different enough to say that it's not the same game. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But I'm I'm not saying that it's I'm saying that it's not mechanically like Zelda Two is from Zelda. Right, 1. mechanically it's the same. Like right. Castlevania Two is mechanically the same as Castlevania One. Mm-hmm. But we've already you know said that 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 that's kind of you know it still counts because it's a huge departure from how you progress, and that's mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. It's um, like saying Wind Waker compared right. to that, and that's what else. I forgot. That is what I forgot. It, oh wait, is it is that significantly different enough? Because I, my whole contention was that okay, you move from Zelda one to Zelda two, vastly different. You return to three, and then Ocarina is a refinement, okay. Mm-hmm. But it also takes everything into three D, which gives it a much different feel. And then you get to Majora, which I think is vastly different. And so it's like it's changed up like two or three times already. How can you say it's the same thing? But I forgot, and then because, and people are saying, oh, it's because uh, uh, Twilight Princess is the same thing as Ocarina, and it's, 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 you know, it's not even different, so why, why should we care? Uh, every Zelda is the same, and I'm like, no, not every Zelda is the same. No, not every Zelda is the same. But then I go back to Wind Waker, which I haven't played, and I've heard that that's very similar in all the whole eight temples, but since you've played it through, verify for me. What? There aren't eight temples in that game. (laughs) Okay. It's like three. It's three, and most of it's just, Okay. Most See, of so it the, is seafaring and yeah. and finding charts and fishing out the the Triforce pieces. So that okay. So then the, the, all the people are saying okay that oh Zelda's just the same thing every time. Like it, I think it, they're just they're, like your link. You have to save Zelda. Yeah, and I, and I think that's it's a, it's a highly ignorant argument to make when when. Not only, and I'm not saying this because, like, you know, it's Zelda, but I'm saying that, like, whenever someone looks at the looks at something that seems to be similar, like, look past what it really look, look past the surface because, like, you're you're about to say something really stupid, you know, and and you know, I'm just looking at the way the game that the series has progressed, and you just verified me. Wind Waker is completely different, and it's like, so then, why why is you know why are people saying it's the same, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I still think though that it's due for a terrible two in some respect that um, kind of takes it pat because only because Twilight Princess created such a hubbub around oh my god it's the greatest thing since sliced bread this is what we've all been waiting for camp and the whole everything's the same camp and it's like those two camps kind of clash together and, and you know there's some opinions where oh Zelda's stupid because Nintendo's stupid and uh, he. Miyamoto's out of touch, and yeah. and then people are like, "Oh, Twilight Princess is so awesome because it's like Ocarina but better, and Ocarina was already the and best thing." It looks real. And we so, always wanted a Zelda where Link was a human yeah. being. Even though I, I have to admit that Twilight Princess is probably, I think it's the best one, but that's just me. But like, it, but why? No, I just personally, if you want my mm-hmm. personal opinion, or, or yeah, or, yeah, your personal opinion. Why I think, you think that it is. It's oh, I think I see where you're going with this. It's not because he looks real. Thank you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but no, it's not because he looks. Actually, it is. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> I think that it needs to, not needs to. It doesn't need to do anything. I would like for it to get off the whole. You're Link, and you're wearing some green shit, and you're saving Zelda, thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Find a way to to kind of switch that up. Or excuse me, princess. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> or do a Zelda two treatment where you actually change the mechanics and see what happens. I think they were interviewing, uh, or, or not interview, but I think Aonuma came out and we were just like, we set a foundation with Twilight Princess, but, but we didn't do all that we get to do, all that we wanted to do, so we're going to change that up. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to what that is. I also think, um, I think, okay, so I'm not going to touch Gears of War, because that's kind of its own thing. It should it should be the same, I think, personally. It's a type yeah. of thing. It's a type of thing where it should be the same. I I would like to see 
some kind of character action game take a terrible two approach. Either Devil May Cry 5, God of War 4, <laughs> uh, should, there, should there be one, or uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. Take, take a different approach to what they've been doing. Maybe not so much God of War, because as, you know, I will say that Pete has a point there in that I think God of War is more about its production, where you and I just happen to be able to find joy in the technique of it. Mm-hmm. It's more about the production, and I think it would lose, some, lose something if it totally changed. But Ninja Gaiden, um, actually, I would consider the first Ninja Gaiden for Xbox a terrible two departure from the Ninja Gaiden of old. So, but that, that's something else. You know, yeah. I would like to see those kind of kind of move away like that. Um, I think Grand Theft Auto Four might be considered a terrible two by many people because of the fact that it changed from absolutely insane like ridiculousness to all right here is like we're going to totally focus on story now what Um, really yeah (laughs) i mean it's still open world it's still all that but like it's it's taken a real heavy approach to like telling the story that's what i've heard versus something like san andreas which yeah it was storytelling but like you were you still had the license to just kind of be ridiculous whereas you you try to be ridiculous in grand theft auto 4 you can do it but you kind of feel weird about it because it's not in character and it's like when are you ever worried about being in character in grand theft auto well in 4 you are yeah there is no character development in like 3 there may be well i doubt that there's even any character development in vice city because the characters already developed right I don't know about San Andreas, because I think that there is, because of the weight gain and the girlfriends, that there is character <laughs> development yeah. in the game, Ooh. but it's probably not as significant because it's not as tied to the story as the uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 is. I had this, and I just lost it. I came up with another Terrible 2, and I fucking lost it. I, I hate uh, myself. I was going to um, make a joke about um, Devil May Cry and say Devil May Cry 2 was a Terrible 2 because nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nobody liked it. it. And it was really, truly terrible. Um, God, what... Uh, I, 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 so my mind moved from the game that I'm thinking about onto, onto Guitar Hero and then Final Fantasy 12, and I, all the Final Fantasies I think are Terrible 2s. Um, yeah, well, they're all Terrible 2s of each other. Yeah, I mean, the, the series is the, the, the series kind of the is epitome. A, a terrible two. Yeah. <laughs> they should just call it Terrible 2. Yeah. Terrible 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> terrible 2-3. Two, Final Fantasy Terrible 2. Um, but, oh my god, what was it? Oh, I had one of this generation. Um, um, I'm looking at my shelf. I'm looking mm-hmm. at No More Heroes. I'm looking at Soul Calibur and Trauma Center. Okay. Uh, 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 Chrono Cross is one. I was thinking of that, but Chrono Cross is one. Hmm. Last gen- then yeah. That was from last generation. When you compare it to Chrono Trigger, even though it's sort of not really, but yeah, related. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> sort of not really, but yeah. Is um. Oh my god, I had it at the tip of my tongue. I'm so angry now because it was a good one. Uh, um, Xbox 360. Um. <laughs> Xbox three sixty. Um some type of action game, I think. Uh nothing on my shelf because I remembered that I had to remember it because it wasn't on my shelf. Oh, so that I, helps. I had to remember what it was. We were um, talking about Grand Theft Auto Four. Okay, San Andreas. CJ from San Andreas. Um Keep going, keep going. What, what did um, you say after that? We're talking uh, about character development, um, uh, story, <laughs> developing story. Oh, 
oh my god, why can't I think of this? Oh my god, I, I, I was looking at the Dragon Quest box when I was thinking of it, and I lost it. Um, um, Twilight Princess. No, I had to do it, but, uh, uh shit. Devil May Cry, no, no, that was... Afterwards. That was the joke, yeah, <laughs> that was the joke afterwards. God um, of War acting like a different game, Ninja Gaiden, Terrible 2 of the original <laughs> Ninja Gaiden series, does it help? That's going backwards, I, oh, I don't know, uh, I give up. If I okay. think of it later, I will, oh, God. I will tell you, and then I'll oh, feel stupid. Fantastic. And it won't make it on the podcast. It was some sort of action game that, like, changed up from kind of sort of linear to... to it was one of those linear to open world type dealies that is, you know, so common nowadays. Um, no, it wasn't Red Faction. No, it wasn't It wasn't Far Cry 2, because I know people are going to talk about those, but th- those, are actually, those are actually good ones. Um, mm-hmm. See, but here's the thing. Uh, now there actually there are kind of a lot of a terrible uh, kind of a lot of terrible twos past past what we'd expect because a lot of them are taking regular old mechanics and putting them into open world. True. However, that's happening with everything. So yeah. maybe it's different from its predecessor, but it's not different from everything else, and it's also not different from something that kind of pioneered one thing. They're all jumping on the same thing, whereas Mario 2 just kind of jumped on Doki Doki Panic as a palette swap, but otherwise it really didn't do anything. Zelda 2 was this weird hybrid that no one ever saw before, and I don't think we've ever seen again. You mean in in terms of an, an action-adventure game going... Action-adventure game platformer? with... Uh, uh, right. With all the kind of systems that it had in place, and 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 the the fact that you kind of explored things, but then you know your combat se- sessions were it wasn't it it was like it took like the the Dragon Quest type of mentality where you had random battles on the field that you know that you could still see, mm-hmm. but you also had like set caves that you went through that turned into side-scrolling things that totally took away the random battles because you were already in a battle. But then you you know you had towns that you never had in the original Zelda, and uh, it. Uh... <laughs> Would you consider Commando and buying a Commando? I never because played the original com- Commando, but I probably would. No, the original Commando was an overhead um, shooter, like a car wars. Okay, then yes, absolutely. But uh, yeah, the only thing, is, the reason why I'm saying it is because Bionic Commando is not a direct sequel to Commando. The direct sequel to Commando is Mercs, which is also ah, an overhead shooter. I see. If that's the case, then no. Technically, I'd have to say no. Mm-hmm. But it's the same universe. That's the weird thing about it. Okay. It's a spinoff. Then I call yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 tough. I mean, it, but it's, it's not a, exactly a terrible two. Yeah, I I just think it's it's tough to reproduce the, for lack of a better word, the magic of Mario Two Zelda Two Castlevania Two. Yeah, it's In, it's difficult. And, yeah, and when I say magic, I don't necessarily mean that as a positive. I just mean that that type of reaction that people get from holy crap, what this did is they, so different. What did they do? I don't what I what, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember what it was. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time versus the original Prince of Persia. And then Prince of Persia, press A button to win versus the Sands of Time trilogy. There you go. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Okay. Because, <laughs> wait, 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 you verify for me. Wasn't the, wasn't the press A to win a lot different than the Sands of Time version? In ter- I, not mechanically, but in terms of like just how it put I together. I honestly haven't played enough of Sands of Time, but the fact that I finished Prince of Persia without as much as breaking a sweat 
<laughs> compared to just Person remembering how tough Sands of Time was when I played it really? in GameCube. I played it in GameCube like probably five years ago, though. Do you think it was tough, though? Well, not tough, but it, it was, you know, doing the acrobatic stuff. I, I do recall spending a lot of, using a lot of my sand because I was screwing up on acrobatics. Ah, Whereas, yeah, I, granted, I screwed up a lot in acrobatics in the new Prince of Persia, but I did get the achievement that Elika saved me less than 100 times. In <laughs> so I'm Press A to win. Win, 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 win. Um, oh, I now remember something that I was going to forget, even though it's not a direct sequel, but it is so, sort of a direct sequel. It's a spinoff, too, but Life Force and Gradius. Mmm... Okay, Life Force ended up doing the alternating stages up and down, right? And uh, I had to play uh, horizontal, vertical, uh, simultaneous call. You need more practice. There's <laughs> that. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, uh, and it was actually a little more beatable than um, the original Gradius. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Looking at my shelf, nothing. All right, I think uh, I I think we should wrap that gavel up. Uh, we are six. Whoa. Hmm. I'm sorry, I was looking at the Resident Evil search that I did for Resident Evil 3. Right. Um, and there's this game called Resident Evil 4 for the console known as IP. Oh, iPhone. What? <laughs> they made a Resident Evil 4. What? Wow. Okay, but there you go. Um, pasties. Um, so, where do you live on the internet? I live at xlm2k.blogspot.com. I have new videos. Do you remember where Pete lives? He is uh, facebook.com slash Riven. And there's a doctor who is also a fish. That um, would be... He's kind of metamorphosized into this kind of life-saving uh, uh, fluke or flounder uh, yes, or something. True. Uh, and if I recall, that's drfishypants.com. www.drfishypants.com Go visit him. Say hello. And send us email about the Final Fantasy franchise. We'll decide whether or not we do the 16-bit era. Uh, we may just do the, uh, the, the PlayStation 1 era. Uh, I think that's the only thing we could do otherwise because I haven't played 10 to its... I haven't played 10 enough. Me neither. And I haven't played, played any of either. 12. And I really want to play 12. Yeah, me too. I'm going to get there again. Yeah. Or we can talk about the DS one. No, PS. Ah. Whatever. Send us email about Final Fantasy mailbag at trygames.net. M A I L B A G. At trygames.net. Metal Gear. Oh? It's Metal Gear Solid. Mm, <laughs> We're still going. That's a good one. Ah, uh, so for Pete, who is now at work, and for Al. Yeah, um, I was going to say something else, and I don't remember. Shit. Uh, you were talking about Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid. I know, but it was a di different game. Um, not Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Legacy of Kane. No, but that's I'm, one. I'm looking at it right now in the PlayStation Legacy Store. Legacy of Kane and Soul Reaver. I'm looking at it because I'm tempted to buy it. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blood Omen it's, and Blood Omen 2. It's, it's only $6, but I don't have time for it. Are you talking about the original one for PlayStation? Yeah. Don't you have it? I do, do but I want... It? I just want all these things to go, you know? Okay. I, I don't want. You said you wanted to buy it. I know, and I want because because I want it to go. I don't want it, you know. Oh, like, oh, wait! Blood Omen is on PlayStation Store. Yes, that's what you're talking about. Yes, you're talking about like on eBay or some shit. I'm no, like, PlayStation. I, I, that's why I said the the online store, the PlayStation mm -hmm. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yes, the sa Sanctuary. Sanctuary. 
Sanctuary. Sanctuary. English people. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Is that what they call the online store? No, no, no. That's what um the uh when that there's a place in Blood Omen and Kane says Sanctuary. Oh. I think that's like where you start. I see. Your, I your see. safe haven. I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God! Resident Evil is available for PSP. I kind of want that, but then I remember that they released Resident Evil for DS as well, and I'd be getting the same thing. So. Oh. Actually, no, because Resident Evil for DS probably costs twenty bucks, whereas if I download it, it costs ten bucks, and I could download Resident Evil Two for six bucks. Mm-hmm. Something is desperately wrong in Raccoon City. A mutagenic virus has broken loose, and the entire town is infested. Bloodthirsty zombie. <laughs> I'm mispronouncing it on purpose because of how terrible the uh, voice acting in Resident Evil was. So, oh, I thought that that was how they said it in the game. No, bloodthirsty zombies. Hideous mutations now overwhelm the case. <laughs> Alright, I am your host Austin and we're Choo choo motherfucker choo choo motherfucker choo choo motherfucker Fucker Fucker